0: Alright folks, welcome back to the last Mountain Westwire Basketball Podcast Edition. Uh, it's a week from Championship Sunday or Selection Sunday, whatever, but we got a lot of stuff to talk about. If you're listening to this podcast, that's, thank you, Jeremy Moss here, Eli Betker. This is our basketball expansion podcast of sense, right? Is that correct, Eli?
1: Yeah, I think so. It kind of came out of the blue, but... Uh, there's always there's always a basketball aspect to what we're talking about, and there always seems to be some sort of off the court thing going on. This time and then it's expansion, so that's pretty exciting.
0: It is. It's kind of weird. We're gonna. Here's what the show's gonna be about tonight. We're gonna talk with Will Malpin here in a second over at MidMajorMadness.com. We'll have a for the Gonzaga portion. We'll have a Mitch Harper later on, who does stuff with uh, BYU. Was it uh, CougarSportsWire.com? They did make a few changes to their website, but it's follow Mitch Harper. I used to work with him, so he's a good dude. But check us out, obviously, MWR.com, Twitter, Facebook, all that same old jazz and fun stuff. But we're going to dive right into it. We have a couple of guests who know these other leagues more more than us. And if for, well, first off, I guess really quick before we get to Will here, we'll keep you hold for just another second. If you haven't heard Mountain West, uh, a report over at the San Diego Union Tribune from our good old buddy Mark Ziegler, Craig Thompson, for some reason, talks openly to him or whoever that Gonzaga wants to join the Mountain West. Five other teams as well. And BYU might ride the coattails of the Zacks. And so now we get to speculate and have fun. And now, Will we'll, we'll Maupin, if you're on Twitter, Will's WCC blog, MidMajorMatters.com. So, Will, thank you for joining us from good old Las Vegas at the moment.
2: Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on and talk about
1: this.
0: No, it's great to have you on because you mentioned, like, if you missed his Twitter thread, we wrote an article about it. He had a Twitter thread about this angle is, why Gonzaga? What's the heck? Just stay. What are you doing? So... Let's just start with that because you've heard the same report we did. It's kind of a little out of the no, – not a little. It's way out of the, out of the blue, I think, for what happened. First off, why is Craig Thompson talking openly about it to whoever? It's kind of weird in the expansion stuff. But what was your first thought when you heard that Gonzaga was – like Mark Fuse involved saying this maybe the next year. When you first heard they're talking to the Mountain West back and forth, like what was your first reaction about – basically about what you heard last week?
2: Uh, well, my first reaction was – We've we've heard this before, and I, I grew up a Gonzaga fan. I was a kid when Mark Few uh, took over and had success. And you go all the way back to those years, it wasn't so much leaving the conference, it was the coach leaving the team. Mm-hmm. So Gonzaga fans, myself included, have dealt with, is somebody going to leave Gonzaga? Is Gonzaga going to leave, go somewhere else? You hear about it all the time, so I didn't really put too much thought into it because even earlier this season, Gonzaga hosted Creighton, and that game led to some speculation like, is the Big East looking at expansion with Gonzaga again? <laughs> so, I, I heard that the Mountain West was looking at. It. I was like, that you know, geographically makes a little bit more sense. But I, uh, I didn't really pay much attention to it honestly because I was moving that day. And then the next morning, I got on Twitter and was like, all right, you know, this is a, uh, this is actually a real story. So have to take it a little bit more seriously. But still, right now, I, I don't have. My impression hasn't changed that much. It seems. I think the the Mountain West Commissioner used the term exploratory as in regards to the talks. So until they start using other more concrete terms, I'm still sort of, this is just something to talk about right now.
0: I would say it's more than that just because they go as soon as next year as well. That's where mm-hmm. it piqued my interest because you're right. By saying exploratory, it's like, well, we've heard this a million different reasons because Idaho wanted to be in the Mountain West or New Mexico State. It's like exploratory has is a pretty vague term. It's like, well, how much are we going to write about it? Like my plan was I might write articles because, and I finally read the piece from the union Tribune. Like, wait, it says maybe next season. And then you hear Mark fuse involved saying that he's actually a part of discussion, which is rare for a coach to be involved in any realignment talk. Even like when you usually football head football coach at team a, B or C typically is not too involved. They're probably aware, but they're not really like talking back and forth. So when they say it could be as early as next year, that's where I'm like, okay, this is I think it's more legit than not. When they say 2019 or 2018, 2019, Mountain West could have Gonzaga possibly. That's where to, it got me. To be,
1: to be fair, though, I have to say that exploratory. I would say that that has been more um, reflective of what Craig Thompson actually wants in terms of expansion than anything he's said before. So what mm-hmm. I mean by that is. When expansion comes up, and it comes up with the Mountain West a lot because it's one of the stronger mid-major conferences, Craig Thompson, for the most part, has shut down any sort of rumors of teams potentially joining or leaving the conference. I think as recent as a year ago, he was asked maybe at the Mountain West tournament or something like that if any teams had interest in joining or if Thompson had any interest in poaching teams from other conferences, and he basically shut it down. So the fact that he's even mentioning that they're exploring other options, I think, that has to be at least a bit of surprise to those that are involved in the Mountain West right now.
0: Yeah, so let me turn it back to you, over quick on that. We'll we'll get this streamlined, hopefully, three different places, three people talking here. But that's true. <laughs> and that, we've heard Craig Thompson, like, there is the thing in the Big 12, because it all comes back together so essentially. Sure like, well, we'll let teams like Colorado State or San Diego State talk to the Big 12. We're not going to – he basically has always said we're not going to prevent them from going to a new league because we want the best for them if that's leaving – Thompson's weird like that because like I don't think there's hardly any of a buyout to leave the conference. But so let's let's just say this is legit and it could happen sooner than later. You put on Twitter like that's the main reason why I want to hop you on. You think they're fine where they're at because they've achieved like you, you've lived it. Like for people, people should be aware of what the Aggie yeah, Foot basketball team has done. I think it's what twenty straight NCA tournaments, championship game appearance, um, and another Elite Eight and six other Sweet Sixteen appearances. I believe does that sound about right, Will? What they've achieved?
2: Yeah, this year will be the uh, 20th consecutive NCAA appearance, which is, is bonkers. Wisconsin, just a couple days ago, lost in the Big Ten. They were sitting with Gonzaga at 19 straight. They're not going to make the tournament this year, so I think Gonzaga's behind only Duke and Kansas right now, or Duke and Michigan State, I'm not quite sure. Now Michigan State's one of them. Uh, but they're behind only two like powerhouse programs in terms of active NCAA tournament appearances. And yeah, like you said, make it to the tournament, make it to the title game. Mark Hughes always said one of the things he believed in, even from his time as like a graduate assistant in the early nineties was that you can win at Gonzaga. You can win despite your league, despite your location. And he's proven that. So you lead with two and a half minutes or whatever against North Carolina in the title game. Mm-hmm. I don't see the point in leaving when you've already shown that you can do it where you're at. I think to leave, you need some like really, you need huge reason to leave. And I don't see the mountain West being able to provide that sort of jump at this point.
0: There was one thing mentioned at the end of that piece in tribune about maybe making some sort of particular monetary deal like they have for football. Boise state has a special deal with ESPN for football wise, I think it's like five or five of their home game, five of the six, is on some sort of ESPN network. Typically, like ESPN or above, rarely just streaming, and they get more money as well. Like there's, looks like they insinuated them that peaceful. Well, maybe they'll make a particular deal to get Zag in the conference. But like how much basketball? We we all know well Gonzaga is a great draw. Basket like there was years ago, Kansas being left out in realignment talk. It's like well they have a good basketball team. It's like nobody cares about basketball in realignment for money wise. So, like, I don't see a big mm-hmm. jump in money if they money if they move to the not Mountain but probably a small jump, obviously, whether it come from an extra tournament team for those credits, maybe uptick in TV deal. Like, their TV would be the same because right now, Gonzaga's on ESPN a lot, or they're on, what, Root Sports Northwest, and out here they have AT&T games, which is basically the same thing. Their TV deal deals all, like, basically the same. I don't know, Matt West maybe a tad better, but not really. But I don't know, so it's like money wouldn't be a reason to move, right?
2: But, yeah, no, I don't think it would be the monetary gains would be small. I don't. I'm not particularly familiar with the Mountain West current TV deal, but it's it's CBS Sports, right? Like CBS Sports Network, a yeah, lot?
0: CBS Sports Network and ESPN, and then they have a handful of games like the Watch Stadium or like they have a regional deal like the AT and T, which is like Root Sports Northwest. So yeah, it's basically ESPN, CBS Sports Network. Are the two like, so the, the contract yeah. does
1: expire in a year, though? I believe so. That I think that does have to be mentioned as well. Yeah, 20, 2020, okay, yeah,
0: 2020 basketball. So, like, for a couple more years, okay. So, it's like TV exposure, it's they it, wouldn't be much different. I don't know. It's like, I guess being on CBS Sports Network compared to Root Sports is an uptick, but Root Sports they could stream out of network, I believe, just like AT&T Sports Network. So, it's like, well, you know what I mean? It's like, what's the big deal?
2: Yeah, I, uh, just from what I've seen being a general college basketball fan as well as somebody who covers the West Coast Conference, it's a lot harder for me in Spokane to see Mountain West games because the CBS Sports Network seems to be almost the third behind the ESPN and behind maybe like Fox Sports Mm 1.
0: It is. It seems
2: to be in that third. So, like, I'll go to bars. Sometimes they won't be able to find it. It's in a similar position to like a Pac-12 network game. Some places you're able to find it, some places you're not. So I think in terms of a TV deal, Gonzaga coming in would be able to help the Mountain West get more uh, exposure, probably more ESPN games. Gonzaga has, and the West Coast Conference by extension, has had a long standing relationship with ESPN in sort of a mutually beneficial way. The exposure helped Gonzaga. Gonzaga's place and success on the West Coast helped mm-hmm. ESPN fill those late night time slots. So I think that would help the Mountain West. But right now, just from my perspective, it seems like Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference has a better national exposure deal than if they were to just be transported to the Mountain West for this season or next season.
0: I think so because most of your games, like I said, they're on ESPN a lot. If they ever play BYU, it's not picked up. It's BYU TV, which anybody can get anywhere, essentially with no restrictions. Like I'm trying to pull up the schedule now, but like what? Like, are, am I correct? That most of your games are either an ESPN network or like a Root Sports game. Is that correct for conference games?
2: Uh, yeah, every one of their games, obviously, is is televised. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say it's probably fifty fifty between national on ESPN networks and regional on route, and then whatever the Comcast Sports or NBC Sports one of the, yeah, are in regional, California. Yeah,
1: I, th- I believe Gonzaga already had more national televised games this year than the entire Mountain West Conference combined. I think I remember seeing. Two Mountain West Conference games that were on ESPN2, and then the, the tournament final will be on CBS. And I think that's it for, for games that are showing on either ESPN, ESPN2, and CBS. And I know that Gonzaga's been on TV far more times than, than just three in terms of ESPN or ESPN2 this year.
0: Well, ESPN used almost the same. But, yeah, for basketball, if you're wondering, CBS Sports Network has more games than, than ESPN because there's the number one right holder, rights holder. Because the way it worked, CBS Network had the deal first, going back to the main football-basketball. ESPN came on later. So that's where there's fewer games. Like, yeah, I'm looking right now. It's like not looking at – like when they played on San Diego State, that was CBS Sports Network early in the year when, it was at, when somehow the Aztecs beat mm-hmm. Gonzaga. That guy still puzzles me, but that happened. But, it's, uh, yeah, you're right. Like yeah. l- looking through here, like how many games they have, it's, it's, I don't know. Because see here's the thing though. People say like, you're, cause you don't get it. So it, it makes sense if that's your thought and it. It's not wrong, but look, maybe it's where I live or whatever, but see people make it even boys state fans make it out. The CBS sports networks, like the devil, like you can never find it ever. It's honestly like not that hard to get it. I know like every carrier has it. It just depends what tier it's on. It just happens to not be on the same tier as like Fox sports one. That's the only thing. It's not like you're going to – people complain. To them, why am I paying two more dollars to get CBS Sports Network? I'm like, dude, it's $2. What I Okay, I should judge if $2 is important to you. But if you go to a bar, I don't see how they could not have that because it's not like a carrier that doesn't have it. Like I believe every carrier has the channel. It's just depending what tier it's on. If you go to a bar, I don't see why Willie would have an issue. Maybe it's him. I don't know. I'm just – my thoughts. like on Cox, Time Warner, DirecTV, Dish. It's like it shouldn't it's, – it's much better than Pac-12 Network. I can tell you that for sure. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah, it's certainly better than Pac-12 Network.
0: Well, Canada um, can get it now with that in Network, whatever. They can get Pac-12 Network and you can't have direct TV.
2: I mean, in, in all honesty, it's 2018 right now. I yeah. covered basketball for like four years without having TV or internet in my apartment. If you want to watch a game, you can figure it out. You can find it. You can get it on your computer mm-hmm. some way or another. So the TV deal, I think, is only beneficial in terms of money or exposure fans are going to be able and I mean that's obviously yeah that's huge fans are going to be able to watch it yeah I just I counted it up just now and Gonzaga has between ESPN ESPN ESPN2 and ESPNU made 16 appearances and will have a 17th on ESPN on Monday in the semifinals so that what you were saying with Boise State getting a little bit of preferential treatment Mm -hmm. in terms of football I could totally see that being something that happens if Gonzaga were to join where Gonzaga's deal with ESPN would sort of roll over into a new deal and push Gonzaga onto the ESPN networks more often.
0: And I think the amount was to do it because here's the thing money in basketball is not as much as football because Boise makes quite, uh, I want to say almost not double, but like 80% more. I think most teams get about like 1.2 million. million. I think Boise gets almost 2 million. So it's like a good $800,000 difference. Basketball, at least, I don't think it's going to take that much of a difference to. If, if they're going to make a deal like this, which I would be fine with, it would help the league as well because there's more basketball games. It's not just a couple in football. In football, I have non-conference games. So it's really you're talking maybe two, three league games. That's, like, you know what I mean, like the percentage of non-conference or conference games, just a sheer amount of bas- basketball and football. I think if they want to do it, they should do it because, hey, it's not going to cost a lot of money because basketball doesn't bring in a ton of money. That's the point. It's like, not the point, but – the amount of money it brings Zebra compared to football, it's vastly less than what it is. So it's not going to cost them a lot, and they can roll it into a bigger deal. It's like ESPN already loves Gonzaga. ESPN likes the Mountain West enough to put a decent amount of games on there. And I think that would be fine because I don't. It would. I don't know what Gonzaga wants, but for the Mountain West to do it monetarily wise, to give them whatever percentage of the pie that's slightly more than say like Nevada or Colorado State in basketball, probably do it because you'll make it up for multiple guarantee because the league's been down the past couple years, at least two teams every year, maybe get back to three and four. If New Mexico seems to back, go back up out of the of Paul Weir, UNLV looks to be getting a bit better of Marvin Menzies. All these teams they have good, right? Coaches, Leon rice on Edwards, Roddy Terry, a lot of good coaches, teams doing good things and they can make up the money to back end by finally having three to five tournament tournament teams every year. And so they should do it, but let's go back to your point. Well, like what besides money, What's the other reason you put on Twitter they should not join the league? Like, why are they fine with eyes just because they've achieved great things and you've mentioned some other teams that have not continued that success elsewhere?
2: Yeah, you you just mentioned, and I agree, from a Mountain West perspective, absolutely, this should happen. But from Gonzaga's perspective, it's, it's a lot more of a questionable move because they've had this tournament success. And I think if you go back to the earlier years of this run, which is now two decades, essentially part of it. It was part dumb luck that they were able to do this, but it was part (laughs) also league affiliation. Part of Gonzaga's allure is that you can say, yeah, this is going to be their 20th consecutive NCAA tournament. They can recruit and say, we don't ever miss the tournament. They're recruiting kids who weren't alive the last time they missed the NCAA tournament. It's crazy. So they're able to say that and you're able, you can go back and look at some of these, early 2000s, mid-2000s teams that absolutely would not have gotten in that large bid, but just by virtue of playing in the West Coast Conference and being better enough to win that league's um, auto bid, bid, they got in, and they kept that streak alive. Jumping to a league like the Mountain West that on a year-to-year basis is a slight step above the West Coast Conference, if Gonzaga has a down year, there's a chance that they don't get that automatic bid just due to the slightly, you know, the one or two teams they have to play that are better, and that streak comes to an end. And I think the streak alone is an enormous part of what Gonzaga has going for it. And you see, not that Wichita State's going to miss the tournament, I don't think, but just today they lost to Cincinnati. And I'm, I'm, I only caught a little bit of that game, but I'm fairly certain that gave Cincinnati the AAC regular season title. Do either of you know? Yes, I yes, it okay. did. Yeah, so, I mean, like, Wichita State, they make, the, they make the jump to, and honestly, the American is not that much better than the uh, Mountain West. Mm-hmm. They make the jump to a better league, and they're not able to live up to their previous level of success in the Missouri Valley. You saw it with Butler after those back-to-back uh, NCAA tournament final appearances. They go Horizon, A-10, Big East, and Butler's still a great program. They're still making the tournament regularly but they're kind of falling off. Creighton as well. Creighton's on the bubble. They're not quite what they used to be. Uh, See it a little bit with DCU, losing coaches and stuff. So you see these programs that have a few years of national relevance, of great success, jumping as soon as they can, and then sort of falling off a little bit. And I'm afraid that if Gonzaga does that, they'll fall off. And what has made Gonzaga special and such an anomaly is that they've never – done that they've stayed who they are where they are and have proven it is entirely possible to be as good as any program in the country at this level
0: yeah, let me jump in for a second Eli. I know you got something but back for people in this conference like Utah State much smaller level same thing Big West, WAC, Mountain West, hmm. they were dominant to Big West, 20-plus wins forever, scaring Arizona in the NCAA tournaments, winning 30-plus games undefeated league play, and now they're just – look what they are now. They're just okay, like not even that great anymore. And so it's kind of the same thing on a smaller level.
1: I, I, I would just yeah. want to jump in and, and mention this as well. What makes Gonzaga's case a bit more unique than – other so-called mid-majors if you want to go with that is that yes Gonzaga's had such a long sustained success for two decades now but the other thing that's worth noting is even though despite West Coast Conference is has not been one of the best I don't know seven or eight leagues in X amount of years Gonzaga's still able to schedule quality teams year in and year out they're able to go to nice tournaments like the Maui Invitational or um, they're able to pick up quality home games. I Correct me if I'm wrong, Will, but I believe they just schedule home and home with North Carolina, which is another boost to their non-conference slate in the upcoming years. And that's something that the Mountain West doesn't necessarily have going for it right now. You have the national brands like UNLV and San Diego State and now Nevada and Boise State are starting to rise, but what we've mentioned year in and year out is that those four or five teams in the Mountain West aren't able to schedule quality teams on their home floors or even on the road in non-conference play, and that ultimately decides which teams go to the NCAA tournament. So you can say what you want about the WCC after Gonzaga, BYU, and St. Mary's, but what makes Gonzaga special, and and that's especially under Mark Few, is they're able to pick up these nice home-and-homes and these nice games against quality opponents that makes it possible for Gonzaga to have success out of a league like the WCC.
2: Yeah, that, that is certainly a huge part. And you're right, they did just schedule that home-and-home home with North Carolina, uh, which is, th- that to me, like making the NCAA tournament 20 times is awesome. Making the title game, obviously, you've arrived. But that to me was like, this, this program is here to stay. When a, when a true blue blood like North Carolina is willing to schedule a home-and-home home with you, that's no longer like we're we're afraid to go lose a Gonzaga. That's knowing that anybody coming into the kennel and taking a loss it's a good loss. And like you mentioned Gonzaga does schedule very aggressively, but they're still not at the level of some of these power conference programs. Creighton came to Spokane earlier this year and I I counted it up since the new kennel opened back in two thousand four or whenever it was. And I believe Creighton was the 10th or 12th ranked team to visit the kennel outside of conference play over you know the course of 12, 14 seasons. So they're still not getting true home games against elite-level teams very often. And many of those ranked teams that came into the kennel were the Washington Huskies back in the 2000s when that rivalry was still going on. So Gonzaga does schedule at a level that is well above any other mid-major, but even where they're at is still hampered in oh, I would, some I, ways. I and I they're not argue, able to
0: get that. I could argue any power team only gets one or two maybe ranked teams every year. Like look what teams like Syracuse or Florida does, does it on conference. They play nobody at home. So it's like, yeah, I would still say Gajag is above everybody else. Like how many ranked teams do I'd have to look, obviously this Duke that comes to home. They schedule Walt, Wolford and crap like that. You know what I mean? They'll schedule right. those type of teams. So I get your point one year. I, I don't. I would have to look. It's quick. still better than the Mountain West. Oh, though, no, it's by honest. far. Yeah, no, i just, i just yeah. like you made it seem a little like, well, it's not great. But if you look at any team that's always top twenty, who's like Arizona, UCLA, or whoever, like great teams, who how many of them are scheduling four top twenty-five teams at home every year, non-conference play? Oh, Pro- probably the same. No, yeah, you, you know what I mean. You're so, totally right about so, that.
2: I think Gonzaga would like to schedule more. They'd like to have a couple teams like North Carolina, a couple ranked teams come into Spokane every year, just because. Like Eli said, outside of those top three in the West Coast Conference, you know, it, there are years where they're not even going to play a ranked team in the West Coast Conference. Yeah. But I think when St. Mary's beat them in Spokane, the Gales weren't in the top 25 at that point. So even with the consistency that St. Mary's has shown and the decency that BYU has shown,
0: oh, BYU. <laughs> you're still not guaranteed
2: to play a ranked team.
0: Let me ask you this, then, because I, I see your point. Your points are obviously very valid, and I, I basically agree, agree with you. They've achieved everything. What's the point of moving up? And I get Butler going from Horizon to move up because Horizon's lower than West Coast Conference, I believe, usually year in, year out. Would there be an alert, mm-hmm. allure? Because I know you're a Gonzaga fan, first of all. You can do West Coast and other things for Mid-Major Madness. But would there be, just because you're playing different teams and overall, the amount, like this year, I think, I wrote an article. I think it is not the the Colonials ahead of the West Coast Conference and RPI, whatever you take for that. It's technically considered a better league, which, well, maybe overall, because you don't have those sub-250 teams at the bottom, like Pepperdine and Portland uh, being the anchors they are this year, Santa Clara. So would there be anything about being – I know it's a marginally better league. And some people say, which I disagree with – Gonzaga's living on a razor thin edge where if they lose a tightrope walk, if they lose like three games out of the tournament, that's not, I don't think that's the case at all. Like league games. Like if they lose to BYU, which they lost last year, undefeated season on the line, they lose the final game at home. It didn't hurt their chances too much of anything outside of a pretty cool record. Like if they lose to San Francisco once or Santa Clara, they go 15 and four in league play or 15 and three. That's not going to hurt their chances, maybe one or two seeds, but it's not going to knock them out of the tourney. Would there be, as a fan, like rather play? more consistent, better teams. Like you said, there's years they don't play a ranked team at all. Like I know the Mountain West isn't amazing this year because like, just Nevada's been ranked, but would there be any better just playing not just a different team, but maybe the only really downer games you may have is like Air Force and San Jose State. Every other game could be a legitimately decent challenge, road or home. Would that give you any more like, hey, I'd rather do that than see LMU every year?
2: That, as a fan, yeah, I mean, that I'm I'm torn – on that, because you're right. When it, it gets tiring in the beginning of the season, Gonzaga is playing like Howard or IUPUI or something, and you know they're winning by 40 points, and it's super exciting because it's the first month of the season. Mm-hmm. You're seeing how great this team is; they're lighting it up, they're dunking on everybody, and then they start doing that to Loyola Marymount for a second time in the season, and then it's mid-February and it's it's getting kind of boring. So yeah, being able to see them play again pulling up the Mountain West right now on Ken Palm and you know, yeah, like there are more decent teams. There are way less awful teams in the mountain West than there are on the West coast conference. But I, as a fan also like the fact that the West coast conference has been incredibly stable until very recently. And their moves have been basketball based adding BYU, adding Pacific, which was not a founding member I, I like the the familiarity and the preservation of the rivalries within the league, which is something that football-based realignment has just taken away yep. in so many cases across the college basketball landscape. But yeah, from an entertainment perspective, not that I'd really like want to travel to a Wyoming game. Nobody I'd likes rather to travel see to them Wyoming. play Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I'd Wyoming rather thing. see them
2: play Wyoming. You know, it, it'd be. It'd be a step up from having to you know watch them play forty minutes against an l m u team that they're gonna average like a thirty five point margin of victory again, so from that perspective, certainly there would be something more to watch
1: so it it seems there are obvious pros and cons to Gonzaga joining the mountain West, but my question would be although Maybe the Mountain West isn't that much better than the WCC. What do you think would be an incentive for Gonzaga to leave? Do you think it would come down to a TV deal or do you think other teams would have to make the first step? What What do you think if you could Hypothesize for a second what it would take for Gonzaga to join the Mountain West?
2: That's a really tough question and I think it would have to be like the Mountain West getting a a better TV deal and Gonzaga getting a larger share of the revenue because it would be bringing in a considerably larger share of revenue from basketball. And beyond that, I mean I don't I'm not certain the Mountain West is at what right now, 12, 11 teams.
0: They're right yeah, basketball. 11 for basketball. 11 mm-hmm. for basketball. So if they bring in Zaga, be even for 12. Basketball? Yeah, even 12.
2: But but they're looking to expand beyond that, right? Because they're talking well, about potentially bringing BYU back well, along what, with Gonzaga.
0: What that was about, and we're going to, again, talk to Mitch Harper later who does BYU quite well, What, what there are six yeah. teams I've been talked to, six teams, the only one we know for sure, Gonzaga, BYU comes into play because I know this as well from people I chat with. That if Gonzaga were to leave to not just Mountain West, just say any league or go for start, there's nowhere else to go. But you know, what I mean, if they go anywhere, they want to follow BYU or BYU wants to follow Gonzaga, and so that would make things tricky at thirteen. BYU is not one of the six teams, but word is if Gonzaga goes somewhere, BYU would like to follow them.
2: Okay, so what I was looking at with that is if they get to twelve teams. They'd still be playing, I'd imagine, an 18-game league slate. I don't think Gonzaga has been a very big fan of the addition of teams to the West Coast Conference, particularly Pacific, adding more games to the league slate because that does, like you mentioned earlier, their aggressive non-conference scheduling. That cuts it out, so maybe abandoning a true round-robin to allow Gonzaga to keep more conference. Well, they don't, They already games. have that
0: now. They have an unbalanced as it is. So,
2: I'm. They play eight. It's an eighteen game conference slate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but you know,
0: yeah, yeah, but nobody plays everybody twice.
2: Oh, okay, yeah. I'm Looking at this, yeah, you're totally right. So, it's yeah, right. I mean,
3: <laughs> there would have to be
2: there would have to be something given to Gonzaga. But honestly, I I don't know what the incentive would be because I'm not particularly familiar with the financial side of it, I don't know. It, I would imagine it would have to come down to money. Beyond that, I don't know why Gonzaga would even be considering it.
0: Do you know how much Gonzaga makes at the moment at all for basketball? Any idea? Or is it private school so it's like, screw off, we don't care, we do not tell you?
2: I have no idea.
0: Okay.
1: I, I, yeah, uh, uh, go One ahead. more question that I wanted to ask that this always enters my mind whenever expansion or or realignment occurs is you have programs and I wanna go back to Wichita State because the Shockers were rumored to join the Mountain West as recent as
3: as
0: Purse you Craig Thompson. Jeez, that's after
1: and Wichita State's probably gonna land a top four seed in, in a week or so. But the the deal with Wichita State, why I was obviously a proponent of the Shockers joining the Mountain West. Uh, one thing that did come up is what their current program is versus what their program is as a whole. And and what I mean by that is under Greg Marshall, Wichita State's been fantastic. They've made Final Fours. They've won 30 games consistently. They entered the tournament undefeated, I believe, in 2014. So obviously some of that, if not all of it, has to be predicated to what Greg Marshall has done. And it's obviously a different situation with Gonzaga under Mark Few, but Prior to Mark Few, and I know few coaches in college basketball history have been as successful as Mark Few, but prior to Mark Few's arrival in 1999 or 2000, the Gonzaga program really wasn't all that great. At least it's not even close to what it is right now. So if Few were to leave or retire, I know he's still young, and there's, I mean, people love to rumor that he's going to take a big job and things like that. Obviously, it doesn't seem like he's headed anywhere. But my question to you is if he were to leave or if Gonzaga were to join the Mountain West and and something were to happen that few would take another job or retire or something along those lines, do you think Gonzaga would still be able to sustain its success and make the move to the Mountain West a positive one for for both Gonzaga and for the Mountain West?
2: Yeah, and I can you asked earlier um, what Gonzaga makes, and I wasn't able to answer that, but I can tell you that when, around the time that this Gonzaga was terrible before the nineties, John Stockton. And that was it around the time that they committed to basketball. The university was doing horribly financially and they committed to basketball in part to bring in revenue. And so I don't know the, the numbers on what they're making, but that campus is constantly under construction. There are new buildings opening almost every single season, athletic buildings, academic buildings, uh, dorms. It has been, since Gonzaga made that Elite Eight run in 1999, completely transformed. So they have committed to basketball for the institution's larger success. So I do think Mark is not going anywhere. He's going to be in Spokane. He's going to retire at Gonzaga. But -hmm. when that day comes that he does retire, I do think Gonzaga, I mean, obviously, he's a great coach. He's built the program. They probably at least at first, will drop off from where they are now, but I don't think the university will abandon basketball just because Mark Few has gone. They have seen what basketball has done for them, and they will continue to embrace basketball as the driving force behind their expansion, their success. They have have good coaches in waiting. They have a good program, and I think Mark Few is a huge, huge part of why they are where they are, but Without him, I don't think it will be – I'm struggling to come up with a program off the top of my head that just that lost the coach and fell off. But I don't think – Memphis kind of. Memphis a little bit, right? The death of Gonzaga basketball.
0: Do you think about Memphis or UConn kind of? They've fallen off a bit.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely UConn, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about Kevin Ollie, Yeah, UConn and Memphis certainly. Yeah, I mean those are very – with Calhoun and – with, we can see what uh, happens to San Barry, Diego State were. in
1: the next couple of years too.
2: It, it does sort of seem like it's happening with San Diego State. I would it's a little early on that one, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't think Mark Few is the reason, is the only reason that Gonzaga is what it is. I think he's been the catalyst that has led them to the height that they have reached. But even without him, I, the university has seen what basketball has done for it academically, financially, uh, in terms of its stability. And I think, and it's like Tommy Lloyd has been an assistant there for almost as long as Mark few and been there. He's been there forever. He's the coach in waiting. Mark Few is still young, but Few and Lloyd seem committed to Gonzaga more as much as any coaches in the country. They're going to be there. Tommy Lloyd is like the 1B to Mark Few's 1A. So if Mark Few were to retire earlier, God forbid, something happened to him, Tommy Lloyd, I believe, is ready to keep the program near the level it's at. But yeah, if Gonzaga were to join the Mountain West and 10 years down the line, there's a coaching change, I don't think you're going to see Gonzaga all of a sudden dragging the Mountain West down or plummeting to like a Colorado State or Air Force level. I think this program, 20 years of success and an institutional commitment to it, they're going to stay up for as long as the NCAA exists in any semblance once of its current form. Oh
0: boy, that's another story for another day. <laughs> <Absolutely. laughs> I talked about that last week. Just give them endorsements and be good to go. Um, yeah, Mark views paid one point nine million dollars from school. So if they bring in some other coach or something ever happens, they're probably may- maybe not paying that much, but minimum a million bucks, and that can get you a pretty decent coach. So one last thing before I let you go, we had you probably longer than we should because we're talking hoops and hopefully enjoy it. But there, here's my last yeah. thing about Gonzaga. If they were to come into league, I I do agree with like a little bit extra money, um, a priority TV deal. Not as a priority, but maybe, for some reason, San Diego State Football has like all their games on CBS Sports Network, which I don't get because they're pretty good and people don't watch that network as much, as you said. But maybe they could do something more. Oh, they get um, – maybe it's not more games than anybody else or something. I don't know. Just There's something that could be done. A little bit more money. Give them an extra game here, there, on ESPN. The Mountain List already has their schedule set up. So, like, if you're the top teams with the unbalanced deal, they're not having – Nevada play – I'm not sure if it's this year or not, but they're not going to have them play every team twice, like at the bottom. Like San Jose State, they're not going to play twice every year. Air Force, Colorado State, whoever's at the bottom, they try to do it where they're going to keep the better teams playing each other twice because they know the scheduling's a big deal for the tournament. So if Gonzaga were to come in, it's not like they'd play – they would make sure like to do already with the better teams. They're not going to play the bottom feeders every year twice. There's going to be a couple you do, but this game's really – We hope. We hope. We hope. That's not always the case. We've seen the Missouri Valley crossover. That's a a joke. But – Usually, like, right, like they usually put the better teams against each other for twice. You're not going to stick San Jose State twice in everybody. So right. that's a plus. But I think, um, let me, before I let you go, lasting promise promise here. Would there be any beneficial for you? Like, what would it take? We already sort of asked this, but what if it's like Gonzaga comes over, BYU comes over, maybe Grand Canyon comes in because they're doing their thing right around Mexico State. Would that be any more appeal to bring in these other teams as well? Because BYU is a top 100 RPI team nearly every year. Gonzaga has has the enthusiasm as the young Gonzaga team with the money, what they want to do for basketball to put in the program. They're 100% into basketball. Would those change anything for Gonzaga, or does that not really matter? Is it more of still getting the more money because of the better name program and getting the exposure they already have?
2: I think that actually is is a very good point that could push Gonzaga into the league. Uh, If you do have more, because right now, Adding Gonzaga would benefit, I think, the Mountain West considerably more than it would benefit Gonzaga yeah. because it is it is not that huge of a jump. Like, I think that the Gonzaga joining the Big East um, for – if it could somehow pull it off where it joined for basketball only,
0: <laughs> Jeez, be crazy. that
2: would be – it would be great for Gonzaga oh, and yeah. it would be good. It would be solid for the Big East and it would be great for Gonzaga. If you could add somehow – like, turn the Mountain West into a super conference – that is second only perhaps in some years, like this year, would be better than the Pac-12 out west. If you could add BYU, maybe St. Mary's, New Mexico State, certainly Grand Canyon possibly. If you could add a few more teams where it would be not so much a marginal jump, but like there are 10 teams in this league, Gonzaga included, that are every year thinking as a program we should be making the NCAA tournament, then it's a completely different story. So if they're looking to bring in more teams that are basketball focused, and it's not just like, hey, instead of playing you know, St. Mary's and BYU and then a bunch of other people, you're playing this year. I guess it would just be Nevada and Boise State, or normally like New Mexico and San Diego State. If you're able to say, hey, we're playing six or seven other teams with legitimate shots to make the tournament and ten teams that always want to make the tournament, then I think Gonzaga would... Would absolutely be. I think it would be almost foolish to not take the deal. But then again, the whole point of my thread on Twitter was: Can you get any better than what you've done? You've proven you can do it at where you're at. You can't get
0: better than the number one seed. So
2: you, you can't get. I mean, you get the number one overall. Seed yeah. you kind <laughs> of threw that up last year, but yeah, it does. I don't think that really matters. Yeah. You lead with two and a half minutes left in the national title game no move is going to improve your chances of getting back there but a move would improve your chance potentially of long-term success mm-hmm. of long-term relevance it would it would give you more competition on a weekly basis
0: be more fun too so yeah, as a fan if, if to see better teams to do what you said. yeah
2: playing better teams is it is good
0: yeah <laughs> it's the blanket, right All right, so I think I've exhausted everything here with Will. So, what, one other thing, like, I'm not going to ask you a question, but I'm just going to wrap it up here. If this was the Mountain West like four years ago when they're getting three to five teams, I think that'd be a no brainer as well. It's because when you have multiple teams, but being the one bid league, man, it just the past a couple of years, that, it's a tough, tough to go, but we'll see what happens. Um, so, Will, mm-hmm. thank you for hopping on with us, spending an exorbitant amount of time talking West Coast Hoops, Gonzaga. We appreciate it. If you. I don't know if you're hitting the tables later, whatever you're doing for Vegas, you're off day. So have some fun with that, but thank you for hopping on with us and we'll chat again and we'll figure something out. If this comes to fruition or fruition, that's the right word. Correct. We will, we'll have you on and we'll figure something out. But first off, have some fun Monday and Tuesday in Vegas, man. Thank you.
2: Hey, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Um, Vegas is, Vegas is fun, but I always like talking hoops, so this is probably going to be the highlight of my off day here in Vegas.
0: Excellent. Thank you. Thanks, Will. Yeah, check them out at Will's WCC blog on Twitter, and, yeah, keep it up. All right, part two of the podcast, I guess, or interview section number two we're going with. Mitch Harper's joining us. Follow him on Twitter, Mitch underscore Harper. Basically, if it's a BYU-related website, he's probably done something over there. So, first off, welcome, Mitch.
3: <laughs> hey, thanks, Jeremy. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I've had kind of a crazy journey over the years, all these different BYU sites. It's kind of like uh, I've had my own version of uh, blogging realignment over the years, if you will.
0: <laughs> there is a fun fact, which people, you probably remember, when we were at our old location, when BYU left about was the first time I think you attempted to be the people to not hate us as much writing about BYU.
3: <laughs> That's right. That's very true. Long time ago. We, we, we worked BYU. together
0: back then. I'm like, hey, yeah. we need we need some nice words. Time. Nice words. Help us out. <laughs> people are hating us. <laughs> exactly. All right, so here's where I do it tonight. So we're going to talk to Will about the Gonzaga side a little bit, talk a little uh, what, some for some reason, Craig Thompson decided to open his big mouth and say, hey, we want Gonzaga, and these other schools are not going to name because they may not be as good. But we're not talking to BYU, but we know BYU wants to follow Gonzaga. So first off, is that's correct. I, from you and other people I've chatted with, that is correct, where if Gonzaga leaves, BYU would like to follow them. Is that First off, is that accurate?
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. If, if, if Gonzaga leaves for the Mountain West Conference or for any league, for that matter, BYU would immediately be in a situation where they would be exploring – their next path and, and looking for a potential exit out of the West Coast Conference because, I mean, I, I think yeah, gonzaga list West Coast Conference guys would probably be inferior to the WAC, the existing WAC, and you probably have to go and Google who's in the current WAC right now because it's. I had to do that and I try to think that I know quite a bit about college sports, but yeah, it would be a mess for BYU, and it's and it's kind of weird to think that BYU's athletic department future rest on an athletic department that doesn't have a football program.
0: No kidding. You got Chicago State. Who is a Rio Grande Valley or something in Texas down there?
3: Yeah, they have the the Vaqueros and you got UVU. I mean, it's just BYU is in a very unique situation and if and if Gonzaga does in fact leave, I I definitely think BYU would be looking to follow suit and and ultimately try to be with them or or find another landing spot that's going to best serve their their men's basketball program and Olympic sports.
0: All right, so let me ask you this, Mitch, here, because uh, yeah, you hop in a second here, but just, I just brought this up. So Craig Thompson, like I said, opens his mouth for – usually this realignment stuff comes from, well, random people who try to think they're experts, but they're not. But it'll come from, like, guys years ago, who was it, the um, – whoever's the UT guy. Like, it'll come from Brett McMurphy, Andy Katz, those type of guys who are plugged in. Like, oh, we got the sources coming out. But Thompson just blows it up, blows it up himself. But he only mentions Gonzaga. So I want to ask you this. Who are the other five teams he's talking to? Because we know it's not BYU, but it is Gonzaga. What other five teams could he be thinking about to join? Because my thought – I'll give you mine really quick, which probably makes sense. Grand Canyon, New Mexico State. Um, I don't know it's only two, though. Eli, you told me maybe Cal State Bakersfield because they're decent in hoops. I – there's not many teams that they're thinking about. UTEP maybe. Mitch, who are they talking? Who do you think the other five teams could be?
3: Yeah, that's a good question. I think UTEP would be interesting because they got a long history with some of the existing members from the days of the old WAC and 16-team WAC back in the day. And, and geographically speaking, on the far west side of the state of Texas, I think UTEP could make some sense. They've had a good basketball history over the last five decades or so. I think New Mexico State would make a lot of sense. You're not going to look at someone like a UVU. You've already got Utah market tapped into already with Utah State and potentially BYU. Maybe like a Long Beach State. I think Grand Canyon makes a lot of sense with with Dan Marley and the, the growth that they're experiencing in that institution. I think Grand Canyon really could be a, a potential um, really good basketball program out west. And in there, I mean, I don't think markets play much of a factor in regards to this conversation of conference realignment, but I think Grand Canyon would be interesting in that it does tap in to Arizona, which outside of the Pac-12 it doesn't really have much of a college basketball market in, in, the, in the other Western leagues. So that's interesting to me as well. Um, you know, I think, you know, you, you kind of go up and down the West coast and you just think that there's not many more options, maybe Montana from the big sky, maybe, but they're pretty set on keeping their football program in the FCS. They're really heavily committed mm-hmm. to their facilities and resources. I think they like being kind of the big fish in the small pond in the FCS. Yeah, it's it's kind of limited pickings, really, and they have to wonder is it something that we're not thinking of, maybe programs in the Midwest, more Conference USA teams, a lot of different possibilities. But if we just look at the geography, yeah, there's really not many viable options outside of Gonzaga. Yeah my my first question going back to
1: BYU is how football complicates this if it even does to any extent I know that BYU is an independent now for football do you think that would have any say in how a potential realignment deal could get done yeah I think football definitely
3: plays in the conversation for any move BYU makes and I think it's interesting because the first time around you know BYU made a move that was all football driven I think now seven years into the West Coast Conference, I think it's pretty safe to say that BYU's basketball brand has been hurt, or at least it's regressed some in the West Coast Conference. Now, Dave Rose has said that, you know, BYU is the type of program that, you know, it stands just on its own whether regardless of the league they're in, but still I think the results say that, you know, BYU is not getting the run that they did nationally with the rankings, the seeding NC tournament talk like you did in the Mount West conference. I think it's just pretty cut and dry. You can't argue that they're an afterthought right now in the West coast conference after Gonzaga and St. Mary's. So, so I think that, you know, maybe this time around with realignment basketball takes on a bigger precedent because I, I mean, my thought guys is that BYU men's basketball has a more realistic opportunity to year in year out being in the national conversation in college sports than football. I think football Has gotten to a point where BYU, until they're in the Power Five conferences, and if that that probably might not ever happen, they're just kind of you know on in their own little unique silo, and then they're just kind of doing their own thing. But really, once maybe every seven years, football can do something. Whereas basketball, I think with Dave Rose and the facilities and the commitment they have to hoops, I think basketball could be you know a, a, a perennial. NCAA tournament team and and be someone that could do something I think they have to make this decision based off of men's basketball because I think football is in a good spot I think they're going to likely re-up with ESPN I think BYU football will be okay but make this decision driven based on men's basketball and I I think you got to think in that regard because I think a move back to the Mountain West Conference with Gonzaga would help BYU men's basketball I don't think there's any way around it at this point.
0: Yeah, real quick, looking at what Dave Rose has done, and you know I've been on plenty around BYU as well as you, Mitch, almost the same amount of time. Yeah. Their basketball team's fine. People say it's not fine. It's Dave Rose has won 20 games every year since 05. 20, like, who does that? Unless, like, Stu Morrill, Utah State, you know what I mean? Mark Few, um, Bill Self, those type of guys are winning those type of games every year. And they've actually spent more time with Dave Rose in the West Coast in the Mountain West now, or at least they're tied, I believe, this year. They've only made the NCAA tournament, as you know, three times. And one of those in West Coast was the first four. Before that, they I know Jimmer Fredette's an anomaly. It's a little bit different, obviously. But they would have made the tournament probably if he was there or not that year. One, two, three, four, five—five four, five. Five of the six years NCAA tournament in the Mountain West. So there's something to be said. They've had more success previously than before. Even take out when Jimmer Fredette was amazing. That's still, if he wasn't there, three tournament teams compared to three now and none of those were the uh expanded tournament also so again also the mountain west then was a little bit better than this now because obviously utah in the league but unlv has been great new mexico has always been good standing to State. when the when this league is humming it, like byu is part of the team correct me if i'm wrong but they were part of the year five teams made the tournament from the like a 19 mountain west right was byu part of that i think
3: yeah that's okay. right, that's right, yeah. yes.
0: And so that's amazing for like an 8- or 9-team league, whatever it was that year. And so if New Mexico Paul Ware this year, they've over-exceeded expectations, finishing third in his first year. Uh, UNLV, has Brandon McCoy, there's a freshman, Marvin Menzies, new coach doing, oh, they're doing better but not great. Some people predict them quite high. San Diego State, will see a Brian Dutcher. Um, they have great coaches in the league, like Lane Rice doing good things. If they come back and it's a 13-team league, you have Gonzaga, it's guaranteed two bids no matter what. BYU always in the mix there. If these other teams get up to where they used to be, like if you have, a, let's just say it's BYU, Gonzaga 13 team league, there could be like literally eight teams vying for a tournament team tournament spot every year. And that's more than either league could say on their best year, West coast or mountain West the past decade.
3: Yeah. I, I I think you're right on that. And I think also too, what what's interesting about this potential move is that there's opportunity in the West for a dominant conference. I mean, the PAC 12 in basketball, what, they're, gonna, they're looking at two bids, maybe three, you know, next weekend. I mean, there is an opportunity for a legitimate basketball-dominating conference out West, you know, I, and I think the Mountain West has the ability with these potential realignment moves to become the premier destination out West in college basketball as a conference. I, I just think that, you know, in that 2011 season where the Mountain West was probably at its peak being the number one RPI conference that year, Jimmer's senior year, Kawhi Leonard, New Mexico was rolling. You know, it it, it does show highlight the potential in this league, and I, and I think also too for BYU's sake, I think what's been lacking too is that I, I think that it, a lot of people make a, a, a big to do about the high school gyms or whatever <laughs> and high school sized gyms in the West Coast Conference, but I think it goes beyond that. I think it's just so strange how BYU goes through their conference play where there's no emotion outside of the Gonzaga and St. Mary's game. And I think with new, with like the New Mexicos, the Wyomings, the Colorado States, there's some history, there's some juice. There's going to be some 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 fan bases. Like there's actual fans that travel to see these teams and they go to Las Vegas for the Mountain West tournament. There's actual interest in these programs. There's a commitment to these athletic departments that you just don't see in the West Coast Conference. There are these small, private, institution, faith-based organizations, and it's just it's just not feeling like a fit. I mean, Gonzaga is big time. No one's going to question that. I think the Mount West will hit a home run if they can, in fact, land Gonzaga. And if I'm Craig Thompson, I would do anything in my ability to land him. But I just think that BYU has suffered a bit as far as a fan base goes because there's only two games or four games maybe that you get excited for and everything else is just, meh. you know, it's just not that exciting. And if you're not, you know, 28-3, 29-2, BYU, I mean, the numbers say they're doing a decent job this year, but they're playing for nothing. They're playing for, you know, basically what a team does that is in a low mid-major conference and that's just relying on your conference tournament to get in the big dance. That's what BYU basketball has become, whereas in this league, this hypothetical Mount West with Gonzaga and BYU, you could be 28 and, or 22-8 and eight like they are right now and probably be in the at-large conversation like they were in the old Mount West with, with Dave Rose in his early part of his tenure. I think that's the difference is that you're going to play for more, you're, you're a better chance of being on the national landscape, and I just think there's better weekend, day-in, day-out matchups than what is currently offered in the West Coast Conference.
1: So, so BYU left, I believe, the Mountain West in 2011. Um, I guess my question would be, do you think something has changed since then? Obviously, you mentioned that the BYU program might be in a bit of a lull, and, and a lull with 20 to 25 wins is not bad at all. But uh, do you think that what occurred in 2011 would have any impact on what could happen, uh, at, at least realignment-wise, in the future? I, I'm just thinking that without Gonzaga joining the Mountain West, I just don't know if BYU has enough of an incentive to join on their own. If if that's even a possibility at all.
3: Yeah, I, I don't think I, I think his uh, well right there. But I think if, if Gonzaga stays in the West Coast Conference, it's a non-starter for BYU because I think BYU administrators, BYU's you know presidents and and whatnot, they really like the West Coast Conference dynamic in in terms of. Being aligned with a bunch of faith-based institutions, they really like that dynamic. Now, that doesn't do anything for fans, but they like that aspect to it. As far as the powers that be at BYU, but if if Gonzaga is gone, BYU is going to be looking for their next out, and and I think the West Coast Conference would accommodate that because they know that BYU has done more for the West Coast Conference than honestly the West Coast Conference has done for BYU. Now, I, I do think that BYU though doesn't move the needle like maybe they once did, like in 2011, like you mentioned. I think BYU was kind of a, a hot program, athletic department at that time. I mean, football had a string of unprecedented success, a bunch of 10-win seasons. You know, basketball was going to the 16, going to the NCAA tournament. They're nowhere near that level anymore, and, you know, the argument could be made to just go back to all sports in the Mountain West Conference, but BYU still does want to keep independence in football alive and active because they feel that you know that 2023 2025 where whatever it ends up being when we see that next seismic shift in terms of football realignment BYU wants to have an opportunity to position themselves to possibly get into one of those leagues and also too I think from a scheduling standpoint they would have a lot of buyout fees if they moved all their sports football included into the Mountain West Conference or the AAC Um, and that's a lot of money to pay. They have an out clause on those contracts if they're in the Power Five conference in the future, but if they go back to a group of five, there's no uh, avoiding those fees to all those teams. So BYU's on the hook financially for a lot of games where they really can't afford to go back to the group of five in terms of Mount West or AAC in football. So they're going to maintain independence, but for basketball, it really does rest on Gonzaga, and BYU will... Will have to try and be proactive in this setting and see what they can do. All
0: right, so I found the year I, I got the mix up twenty eleven. They had four teams. Just twenty thirteen or 2012, 2013, They had five teams. That was the uh, Boise State, Aztecs, UNLV, CSU, New Mexico. So that year, like you mentioned, all the record what they could be in Boise was not large team at twenty one and 11, Nine yeah. and seven in league yeah. play. And so, like if you are sitting barely, that's barely over twenty wins, they get in. And if you bring in Gonzaga, BYU, it just sticks it there. Like, like you said, you could be. 10 and 6, 8 and 8, maybe make it in. If you bring in, maybe like I saw your piece over at CougarsportsWire.com, kind of what we're doing here at Mountain West Wire. So shout out over there to you, Mitch. <laughs> but you have the uh, Great Western Basketball League, or basically the what is it, big east of the West Coast or something. Bring in, I know everybody, you're not far out of line with people saying just to uh, kick the Spartans to the curb. Uh, not opposed to it. Oh, yeah. Them, but not for it. Well, like, there, there's some reasons they're not very good at basketball this year. Their coach left in the summer, best player left. But they would have been middle of the pack this year. But, like, your example, just so we can go over that, this would be probably better than the Pac-12. Because there's, there's times Mountain West recently has been better than the Pac-12 overall. But you're talking yep. about, like, adding – and these are the other teams maybe they're talking to. Gonzaga, BYU, Grand Canyon, New Mexico State. That would give the league, um see, 10, 14 teams. That would be pretty strong because Grand Canyon, they're as invested – if not more than Gonzaga and basketball, with like say Thunder Dan, uh, Jerry Calangelo wants to play BYU and get out of the whack or the West Coast or something. He's talking gibberish because he's like some huge donor there. Um, obviously, New Mexico State's doing good, even with their new coach after Marvin Menzie's left UNLV. That would be like I'm gonna say better in the Pac-12, but when the Mountain West is humming, like we, you you and me have seen and Eli seen the past couple of years at times, or I guess three years prior to that, but that league would be like. Why would you say no to that league? Because, like you mentioned, two-part here, I guess, but I'll go to my main question as I thought of it. We know the next football thing is, like, 2025. Something could happen. We'll see, like, when all the contracts end. We know what BYU has. Like, you mentioned the buyouts only if it's a Power 5 league. Would BYU be thinking so far ahead that, because if they aligned themselves to the mountains for basketball, whether it's just them and Gonzaga or what you put together, a nice 14-team league, how like what could Would they be thinking that far ahead to say, no, we'll stay at the West Coast Conference, not to hinder our football program on the off chance we go to the Big 12 or whatever new power conference comes along? Because if they're in the Mountain West for basketball, that might be an issue just to, for their bigger football pitcher.
3: Yeah, I mean, i I think they can't afford to lose any time as far as perception goes. Because, you know, we know as well as anyone that perception is key in college sports, covering, you know, programs like BYU, covering the Mountain West Conference. Perception is something that these programs day in, day out have to overcome. And if BYU was lumped in a West Coast Conference without Gonzaga, perception-wise, it just, it just doesn't look good. And, you know, the argument then could be made that, oh, BYU could have an opportunity to dominate the West Coast Conference. But, yeah, what, what point is that? I mean, like, could you be looking at a situation where BYU – wins WCC and what they get a 14 seed that's I think what would be the feeling whereas like what you were mentioning with Boise State in this example getting in to the NCAA tournament I believe is the first 14 that year you know BYU yearly I think we can see that on a year in year out base with Dave Rose they're going to get to about 20-21 wins and that's going to put you in the NCAA tournament conversation because ultimately that's what BYU needs to get BYU basketball doesn't have the long standing history of conference championship dominance i mean anyone that's listening to this podcast knows from their days with byu in the mount west and in the old whack byu didn't dominate every year they were in the mix obviously they were one of the contenders but they they weren't like football in the sense where they went a whole decade or two just winning year after year that wasn't the case but they were always in the mix and they got into the ncaa tournament that's what byu needs to get back to and that's what they've lost out being in the west coast conference because you lose two games in conference. Well, you know you're not going to win a conference tournament, or you're not going to win a conference championship. And then for sure, because you lost to probably some two, sub 200 loss or sub 200 team, you're going to be out of the NCAA tournament bubble picture as well. I mean, I did this. I crunched the numbers as far as BYU schedule goes in conference play in the first six years in Dave Rose's tenure. He played. Um, 23 teams, this was non-conference and conference in the Mountain West, 23 teams that were sub-200 in the Ken Palm rankings. Since joining the WCC, BYU under Dave Rose has faced 48 sub-200 teams. So instantly, the strength of schedule would go up being in a Gonzaga-led Mountain West conference and being away from the WCC. You lose Gonzaga. The strength of the schedule continues to go down and plummet because BYU can't get power five teams in the non conference. They would literally become just a win three games in March team every single year before the season even starts. And you just can't do that as far as the perception goes. And you got to make a move and then see how the chips fall, like you said, in 2025 when football expansion potentially rolls around once again.
1: And that has to be the incentive for. A team like BYU or or just about any other team not named maybe Gonzaga or San Diego State out of the WCC or the Mountain West your season essentially hinges on maybe four or five games you have a couple opportunities in non-conference play um, as long as you're not named St. Mary's and then you also have a, a couple chances in the conference tournament to win games potentially punch an auto bid or maybe beat a team like Gonzaga in conference play so if something were to happen and Gonzaga were to join maybe New Mexico State or Grand Canyon, as you mentioned, to form some sort of super West Coast Mountain West League, then you are probably able to afford to maybe lose another game or two and still pick up quality wins, have a decent non-conference strength of schedule, and then that in itself translates to NCAA tournament bids, which is which has to be the main incentive for just about all these programs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think there
3: would be – a. a- bigger money stream too i mean i I think that this would be a very attractive league in terms of tv networks and tv dollars i I think you know basketball ratings and college basketball are 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 dipping i mean outside of the ncaa tournament you know people aren't as interested in college basketball and i I don't know the specifics out west but i gotta think that the opportunity for ratings out west would be very appealing for this potential league especially with the pac-12 Having most of their games on the Pac 12 network. What's and that? That's well- I'm
0: not familiar, Mitch. What's the Pac 12 network? I mean, the issues. <laughs>
3: I mean that's <laughs> that's well documented, the issues they have with their, their coverage. So I think it would be very appealing from a financial standpoint, too. And that's ultimately what's, I mean, let's face it, that's what's ultimately going to come down to. And I think that financially there'd be, there'd, be, there'd be more money potentially. And I think there would be a, a great competitive investment sense where each team you know every single day you're playing against good teams you got to compete you got to invest you got to you know hire good coaches i think it'd be potential it posed an opportunity where head coach would view these programs as destination jobs the western U- u.s just doesn't have that premier basketball league i mean how long has it been since there's been an NCAA tournament champion out west, what was it, 97 with Arizona? Has there been anyone that hmm. since? I mean, I can't, can't think of anyone. And, I mean, UCLA's had a few Final Fours, and Utah went in 98. But, mm-hmm. really, there, there's not many, many teams that are moving the needle. National League, Gonzaga's one of them. And they're the other team to make the final with couple with a bunch of competitive ago. teams that have had NCAA tournament success. This would be a really good basketball league, I think, you're in, year out.
0: All right, so let me ask you this, Mitch, because money's always a topic. We know basketball doesn't bring – I, I think
1: West Coast basketball just needs another rival with the Pac-12 as well. All
0: right, so let's get to money here because money's everything, right, guys? It's always all about the cash. like oh, yeah. So let me ask you this because in the Mountain West, um, Boise has a, a pretty good deal for football. They have games only on ESPN for home, I think five or six, and they get a bit more bump and pay compared to the rest of the league. It, that Mark Ziegler piece in the Union Tribune out in San Diego alluded to a uh, – extra money for the Zags to join the league, some sort of weather. Cause we talked with Will before, Will Maupin that maybe they get extra ESPN games or their schedules a little bit better. They don't have to play San Jose state twice or air force twice. Do you think BYU would be, would want something like exactly like you said before, I don't think they have any lever- too much leverage here because basketball has been good, but not great. Not like football. Would there be any objection? Cause I know how BYU fans, we both know when they see CBS sports network, they don't have to throw a fit and kick somebody in the face. Would there be yeah. like? How would that work out? Like, would BYU expect to get a better deal than they already than what the rest of the league has? when they want more ESPN games because they're already on ESPN a lot with football and the West Coast deal? Like, would they be expecting more? Like, how would the fans take it? You, let's start with you. If they come to the league, they'd be rolled into the TV deal. Whatever extra money comes from them, just being in the league, not because they came to the league. It's just there's either more games or better competition, not because say. We're adding BYU because there's this great team. They're just coming in because there are more games to be provided. In that case, money goes up X amount percent because of the number of games.
3: Yeah, it's an interesting question because I think that, you know, BYU is going to want to have BYU TV involved, I would think. Now, I think BYU would, you know, relinquish BYU TV if it was, say, maybe the Big 12 or the Pac-12, hypothetically speaking. Mm-hmm. But, I, it's it's an interesting dynamic with the Mount West because obviously longstanding history and and even Tom Homo has said that things have kind of thawed out a little bit between you know BYU and 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 the and the Mount West institutions and there was some animosity there for quite some time you know Tom Homo works with Craig Thompson on the select on the selection committee they sit right next to each other in their assigned seating. so obviously they have some conversations and and there's some knowledge of where each other stands on, on maybe stuff like, you know, realignment here. Uh, they're actually going to be having a dinner on Tuesday night, oddly enough, in New York City together. So that should be quite interesting after this recent report about the Zags. But I, I think that, uh, you know, BYU would probably want to have BYU TV involved. And I kind of think, too, guys, that it could be very beneficial for, you know, maybe the Mountain West Conference as well. I look at the Mountain West, you know, tournament schedule coming up. Uh, starting on Wednesday, and those games are what, on Facebook? I mean, BYU TV could be a great outlet for those games and serve a great purpose um, in the West Coast Conference, and I think BYU TV could be a great outlet for games like that. I mean, if you could have you know games that are currently on Facebook uh, in the league and BYU could air them, I think that would be um, some great value. And I think BYU would ultimately want their home games um, that aren't picked up by a ESPN or a CBS Sports Network, they would want those to be on BYU TV, and if that's accommodated, then yeah, I think BYU's all in. Um, if that's not accommodated, that's when you know BYU is going to ultimately want to you know decide what's important to them. You know, is competitive schedules and being in a in a competitive conference worth more to them than? you know, the coverage that they get from BYU TV and being stuck in a conference without of national power. Um, it's an interesting question, um, and it's definitely something that is uh, going to be very interesting if, in fact, BYU is involved. Because I think, you know, one thing is, guys, I mean, what if we're talking about a situation where BYU really isn't even involved at all? What if it's just Gonzaga, and that's just, you know, Craig Thompson just putting BYU out there, or, or it was a follow-up question From the San Diego Union Tribune reporter, what if he just, you know, asked about BYU and that got brought up? But ultimately, you know, what if Gonzaga is just going to make this move on their own, and rightfully so. I mean, if you're the Mountain West Conference and you can get Gonzaga on their own, by all means, I mean, that's a home run and then some. I mean, Gonzaga is a powerhouse, and so, I mean, maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves to even think BYU is in the mix here because, like you said, I don't think they have much leverage. I don't think they have – much of a situation or le- leverage to really stand on and how how if you're a if you're a BYU hater out there listening to this podcast, I mean, Big Thompson could give the ultimate, you know, maybe double burst
0: to BYU <laughs> <laughs> well
3: and take away the Zags from, you know, the West Coast Conference and taking them out west and really leave BYU athletics just wondering where are they at in the world and really questioning everything that they've done to that point. It's it's a fascinating dynamic. I do know though that BYU and Gonzaga work very closely. I mean Dave Rose and Mark Few are great friends. He even came on Dave Rose that is on ESPN nine sixty and said that Mark Few and him have, have talked about the Mount West conversations and he was stunned that those conversations got out. But uh they they talk quite often Dave Rose and Mark Few that is so I think there's a, a respect between the two institutions. And you kind of saw that, too, when BYU went up to the kennel and they were very respectful about the whole missionary attire thing. So I, I think there's mutual respect, but ultimately the Zags are going to do what's going to benefit them, and they're going to be the ones that are going to get the sweetheart deal and get the more money over BYU. I think that's just kind of the facts at this point.
0: And with that, really quick, I'll let you hop in here, Eli, but Craig Thompson could be that would be the dumbest thing ever to do. Because, okay, you can invite – if you want just Gonzaga, that's fine. But don't not invite BYU because you don't want to. Because Look what happened to Wichita, though. Yeah, well, I know. That's my point, yeah. They blew Wichita State. They blew it. Wichita State, quarter of the mouth. So we want to come in. We want to come in. We might even bring back football because that's the thing we haven't talked about at all. Technically, you're supposed to have football to be a full member, football, men's and women's basketball, yeah. and women's volleyball to be a member. Hawaii has a deal just because it's football. That's We know that's the reason why they bring some money. And Hawaii pays stipends and Hawaii gets their own TV deal. They don't get share of the Mountain West money at all unless bull stuff. So there's stuff to be had. Like to get Gonzaga would be twelve teams. That'd be fine. But if BYU is an option, bring them in because who knows what'll happen. Realignment's the craziest thing. Say BYU, I know this last year wasn't great in football, was it? Four and nine. Not very not very good. If that continues, their ESPN deal they have is gonna dry up a little bit here and there. But my opinion has always been, and Mitch will probably agree with me, as long as they make more money than the Mountain West, they get scheduled good teams they're not going to come back no matter what. Even join the American yep. Conference. They're going to stay. But if that money dries up and it's less than getting them out in the West, or even if, say, it's a similar, but they're not able to get Florida State at home, Wisconsin, LSU, playing all these teams they've been playing the past couple of years, going getting going down to New Vegas State to play Arizona in a couple of years. If they're not getting those games, then you don't want to burn that bridge to never get them back in the league if it ever comes to it, which it. Right now doesn't seem likely because you're getting good money. But you don't want to just say no just out of spite because you need to screw out your other teams who are fine. Nevada's probably fine playing with BYU because they had no beef with them too much. Hawaii, they're fine playing. like These teams are fine playing BYU in football. Air Force has not played them yet. New Mexico has not played them yet. Only reason Wyoming did because the bowl game, I think they have that future series coming up. You don't want to burn that because BYU is still a good team to play football even if they're 0-12 they're going to bring eyeballs to watch your game. So if there's a chance to bring him in and they say no, because we'd rather have New Mexico state and uh Grand Canyon. That's dumb. Cause Craig Thompson's already blew at Wichita state. If you can get BYU back in the oh, league, yeah. never say never down the road football. Maybe you'll play more games with them. Maybe they'll make an official oh, ske- yeah. scheduling agreement to play four games out of the reverse to mountain West. So it's like never say never. And don't be stupid out of spite.
3: Yeah. I, I think that's, that's a very valid point. And cause I think, yeah, I mean the, the thought of a, a Mount West with Wichita State right now and cool. then adding Gonzaga and BYU, cool. wow, goodness gracious. That's, a, that's an incredible league. But, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, one thing with BYU too is that they, they ultimately they conjure up an opinion. I mean, everyone, yeah. and you guys know this as well as anyone, I mean, you guys tweet about BYU potentially or have an article about BYU. Traffic it's going to get spike. some run. It's going to have some <laughs> opinion. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have haters. You're going to have lovers of BYU it's going to conjure up an opinion. They're such a polarizing brand. They conjure up something out of everyone, and there's some appeal uh, about them to that. And I think that's what is so unique in regards to institutions outside the Power Five. BYU has this you know, strange appeal that their their haters will just vehemently hate them to the bitter end and watch and, and make sure they lose and, and their their supporters will be undying allegiance till the very end as well so it, it's a unique dynamic that very few in the group of five actually possess and and BYU has that and and, and there's just that deep history too I mean you, you mentioned Air Force I mean there, there was a game app- apparently according to Tom Olmo that you know the football te- teams Air Force and BYU were trying to work on uh, in coming seasons but that kind of fell through And that's notable because, if I'm not mistaken, back in 2010, the Air Force AD was saying, we won't play BYU for the next 100 years. I mean, so (sighs) things start to cool off after time. I think there's an appreciation for what BYU meant. I think what BYU sees with the Mount West, that they appreciate what they did for BYU and vice versa. And I think, you know, down the road there could be something where BYU might have to go to that route. And, and again, if if Gonzaga ends up in the Mount West, BYU – um, has to follow suit. Hopefully, if they're invited, and I think the Mount West would be would benefit greatly to add BYU in my opinion.
1: A, a question that I asked Will Mompin when he was on, and this is a question I always ask myself uh, when, whenever expansion or realignment rumors come up is how the current state of a program compares to the overall state of a program. And um, I was just sifting through Sports Reference here on BYU's men's basketball program. There's The three best teams that BYU has had since 1970 in terms of SRS, which is a a metric that combines margin of victory and strength of schedule and things like that, each of those three teams belong to Dave Rose, and all all three of them have occurred since 2009. So obviously what Rose has done with BYU since 2005 has been tremendous, and, and prior to that maybe not nearly as much. Uh, though they they did have solid runs in the late 80s and and early 90s. My question to you is, if Dave Rose were to leave, and I know I asked this with Will, with Mark Few um, earlier on the podcast, do you think that BYU would still be able to be a stable contender wherever they're at? Do you think that their program would see a dip? How do you think uh, Dave Rose, if he were to leave, how do you think that would impact the Cougars from a basketball standpoint?
3: yeah it's, it's a good question. I mean, because I, I think that the the football side of BYU has caused some to believe that you know Dave Rose was to go, BYU instantly takes a drop, kind of like what we've seen in football uh, for BYU. I think BYU, uh, the way they recruit, they, they still have an appeal to uh, top- in Utah recruits. I mean in, in, the, in the state, still despite being the West Coast Conference, BYU has kind of dominated getting the, the top recruits. There's been some exceptions. I mean, they've lost out on some kids, but BYU more times than not is in the mix for the top recruits in the state. So that's a nice foundation. I think, you know, BYU can carry that, that on, especially because most of these kids, of course, being uh, members of the LDS church. So I think that definitely helps BYU. You know, it's, it's tough to say because I think Dave Rose is the greatest head coach in BYU basketball history, but at the same time, they've had a lot of great talent come through and a lot of missed opportunities at the same time. Like they've had a lot of wins. They've had a lot of success, but they haven't won a conference tournament title. They've, you know, they've only got had one weekend getting the second weekend and, and they've had some really good players, some of the all time greats in program history and just haven't got over the hump, whether it's Gonzaga or San Diego state, whoever it may be. They just, they don't quite get to the finish line, um, with Dave Rose. And, and I think there's, you know, there's potential opportunities for BYU as far as head coaches, keeping on down the road, Mark Pope at UVU, Mark yeah. Madsen with the LA. He's a, <laughs> you have the, you have the number one
1: Mark Pope out. fan here.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mark Pope is a very good coach. And I think Mark Madsen too, would be someone he, mm-hmm. he, he works out at BYU in the summertime. I think he would be someone that'd be a candidate, Barrett Perry at Portland state. And then, um, Uh, maybe Alex Jens would be a pipe dream. He's a Utah jazz assistant, but you know, I think there's, 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 there's viable candidates uh, more so than what you see in football, because I think there's a lot more LDS people who are involved in the basketball world than they are in football. So I think they could maintain a level of, you know, 18 to 20 wins with whoever they get up, get as a head coach. Maybe you have, you know, a rare exception where you have 15 wins with that new head coach, but more times than not, I think BYU is a program that's built to get 18 to 20 wins, I just think, or even up to 25. I just think with the way their non-conference scheduling is and, and they have a lot of success at home, I think BYU is a program that's built to have success with whoever they have as the head coach.
0: All right, let me bring it back to one thing real quick. You mentioned the TV thing because that's important, obviously. the Mount, like We don't need to rehash versus or the Mountain Network and how the distribution on that was a debacle. And everything, but it's the BYU TV thing you mentioned is interesting because BYU TV, I, I think I'm correct with Mitch, when there's games like on Root Sports Northwest or like those Comcast NBC affiliates in Northern California, sometimes it's the BYU TV feed that airs on those, is that right? Or is that's it, correct, yeah. Okay, alright, that's why I double check before I get to this question here. So, right now there's games already on at t Sports Network, which is basically the same thing as Root Sports, as rebranded. I don't know if that would be the case, but... And BOE TV, they don't make money because they're a nonprofit. Because, it's like, well, they make money in BOE TV. Well, they make enough to cover costs and all that. They're not a money-making division out there. But this wouldn't affect, like, I know it's all football, basketball, but baseball, pretty good BOA baseball team. They're on BOE TV. Volleyball, men's and women's, like, their men's volleyball team is amazing. That wouldn't be included here. But all these other sports, like women's volleyball, they're on all these games are on, like, the Mountless Network or Stadium, or Live, whatever, maybe Facebook. Um, I don't see the. The issue for when it's a BYU game, like right now, is it still the case? I should know these before I research, Mitch, or I should know this anyways. But did not the BYU TV carry the first couple rounds of the West Coast Conference Hoops tournament as well this past weekend? They did, yeah. Okay, so they carry carry stuff like that. So like you said, this Wednesday games, put them on BYU TV because you can stream it anywhere, no restrictions. It's all in HD unless you have DirecTV. You have to watch online to get a good quality picture from them. (laughs) But why not (laughs) allow them to... Say, cause I know BYU TV doesn't want to they don't want to give it up because it's free anybody can get it doesn't matter same as Facebook but it's a different broadcast It's uh no commercials if you've seen something on stadium or Facebook they're live the full four hour football or two and a half hour yeah. basketball game so if you have BOE TV say it's a um any baseball game that's at BYU but do what they do now any home game for BYU or even heck some road games maybe but Women's volleyball. Colorado State has a really good women's volleyball team. If they're playing BYU at Provo, put keep it on BYU TV. Keep the like non-revenue sports. What's the harm of letting BYU TV air games that are at home? If it's going to be on the Facebook thing, because a lot of these times, it's broadcasters who are local to the team that air these games. It's like school productions or like the equipment, but it's broadcasters from the those teams anyways, those areas. So what's the harm of, oh, instead of being on Facebook this week, Go on BYU TV because the, the the league doesn't get any money from Facebook or watch our stadium. It's basically here. We're putting your games on as a favor. So unless yeah. they're making whatever yeah. I, you get on the streaming service from in between break, there's no money to be made. So it's not like BYU is going to be coming in and stealing money from these teams for broadcasting games or so broadcast women's volleyball games in Provo, anything baseball. Like think of that baseball. We have our baseball guy do article. Gonzaga is really good baseball team. Bring them in, bring in, you know what I mean? Like, BYU, that'd strengthen the baseball stuff as well, but let BYU air the first round of the tournament games. Any BYU home game that's, like I said, not picked up by the two networks, there may not be many, but let them air whatever they want that's not contractually picked up. I see no harm in that, and that would that would sweeten the deal for BYU. BYU because exposure's still there. The money may not be there because I don't think they could demand more money, but I think that would be the smartest thing to do. Go that route. Any game that's not picked up, do it. Because I'm pretty sure the Mountain West would like, more games on outlets that are easier to find because they're not making money on their Mountain West network.
3: Oh, yeah, and I I think if that was the case, if that was offered to BYU, I think, guys, I think BYU would do it. And I say that because Tom Homo said an interesting comment back in January uh, in regards to money uh, with the athletic department. He didn't disclose the specifics, but he said that money – is not something they're concerned about at all right now. And I thought that was interesting because uh, it's still about at least what he's trying to sell to the fans and and to the media that day in January is that it's about exposure, it's about the opportunities to play the best, to play the best of the, the country and put yourself in the national conversation. And with this potential Mount West Conference with Gonzaga and all the teams that they have history with, and having the opportunity to air games on BYU TV in the Mountain West that aren't picked up by some of the other networks, I think BYU would be hard-pressed to turn that down. I think they would be silly to not turn that down because that was something they banged you know, their fist on the table for when they were in the Mountain West Conference, when they were dealing with Comcast, Ugh. when they were dealing with the Mountain. They wanted that badly. I mean, you can go back to that 2007 San Diego State football game Some would tell you that was the the genesis moment of when football independence really started when BYU still had a chance at a BCS at large and the mountain was the only distributor of that game. BYU TV wanted to pick it up and Craig Thompson and and TV executives with Comcast didn't allow that to happen. And that's when things really kind of went sour between BYU and the Mountain West conference. If BYU could get in this league with the Zags and have the opportunity to use BYU TV still, I think they would have to accept that. And I think that it would be silly for them to not do that if football is not involved.
0: Yeah, just to know real quick, I'm on the Mountain website. On the Mountain Network, they're airing tennis. So it's like, why? Yeah. you know what I mean? It's like there's they want to broadcast a million things. I'm going through BYU softball schedule. I believe every whole game is either on BYU TV, there's a couple on the WTV. So maybe the occasional game would be picked up by... I don't know what their deal is, but you know, I mean like maybe one or two, like the softball, I think there's two games all year that are on the WTV instead of BYU TV. So if it's one, one or two per sport per year, like is minor sports, that's probably fine. But overall the majority, like this helps not just BYU, it helps everybody. It's like volleyball. They do gymnastics. It's like air broadcast at all. What's the harm? If it's not going to be aired, why let it sit well, there in the dark?
3: Absolutely. And the thing is too, guys, I think BYU could be very beneficial Uh, for the Mount West Conference with their ability to provide straight-to-consumer content. I mean, BYU, I mean, their athletics, you can question how proactive they've truly been in this whole realignment era. It's looked on the surface to be reactive, and this whole situation with the Zags looks like it could potentially be a reactive situation. But I think with with TV distribution, BYU has been very proactive and displayed that they can give you a straight-to-consumer model years and years ago, and I think that's going to be the growing trend in college sports that conferences are going to try and figure out, whereas BYU has a built-in infrastructure on how to do it, and I think that can really help the Mountain West Conference with their you know, tennis and all those other sports that you mentioned. BYU can be a real asset for the Mountain West, and that can be maybe the area where BYU does have some leverage to help the Mountain West, but on the court, on the field, wherever it may be. There's not much leverage. But I think Mm -hmm. digitally speaking, BYU does bring a lot to the table that can really benefit the Mountain West Conference. Outside of games against, I would assume
1: just Gonzaga, maybe St. Mary's, is BYU receiving that many national TV appearances? We mentioned with Will earlier that I believe only two or three games has been televised by either ESPN or ESPN2 in the Mountain West this year. So I'm, I'm curious how... Maybe BYU TV has impacted BYU's national TV exposure to some standpoint.
3: Yeah, I mean it's it's one of the few basketball programs that you can say technically that they have a national TV game pretty much every game, at least when they're at home. Because uh, BYU TV, what sixty nine seventy million you know homes have BYU TV hard to find. You got to hit like ninety four zero three if you're on pitch. <laughs> But, you know, but if you want to watch BYU, you can find it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, you make an interesting point there because now I'm thinking off the top of my head. I mean, outside of the 9 p.m. Mountain Time ESPNU games, there's not much as far as ESPN broadcasts are concerned. They had one ESPNU game against Utah in the non-conference, like a 7 p.m. tip. But, Mm -hmm. really, if it's not the Zags or if it's not St. Mary's and even those games, more times than not, or like an 8.30 or 9 p.m. tip, and that's a whole nother conversation to begin with that you guys probably are well-versed on as well. Um, you know, really, there's not many nationally televised games. It's primarily TV, Root Sports, or, you know, NBC Sportsnet Bay Area. That's pretty much what BYU lives on as far as coverage is concerned in the West Coast Conference. So, I mean, really, to me, that's why I think it's, BYU, if they weren't offered the ability to have games on BYU TV at home uh, as a Mount West Conference member, I think they'd be foolish not to take that opportunity.
0: Yeah, there were three games, not, not the Utah game, and no non Gonzaga St. Mary's are on ESPNU or higher. So, yeah. only a few. And so and also, actually, we're at, there's not many 9 p.m. starts, anyways. Like, you got New Mexico, most of the time zone, obviously. Like, there's not these 9 p.m. tips off very often here in the Mountain Time Zone, unless it's a like Nevada, San Diego State are kind of a decent True. game. Like they're usually – the latest tip is 8 p.m. mountain time. There's hardly any 9 p.m. – even if you play in the Pacific Coast. Like in that time zone, you're playing at San Diego State, at Reno, against Nevada, UNLV. It's still 7 p.m. local time for them, so it's 8 o'clock. So it's better start time, which I know people complain about it's an hour. But you're right. That's a good point I never brought up. On the West Coast, it's Pac-12 or nothing. Like Pac-12 or Gonzaga. And like I said, many Pac-12 network games – it's um, sprinkling in here, so Mountain Mount West games, maybe they'd go to a later tip or something every now and then, like an 8 p.m. Mountain tip-off. But Big West isn't on TV very often. Wax rarely on ESPNU, if any, for unless it's like Grand Canyon or Mexico State or UVU this year. I think they've had, I don't know how many. But, like, usually it's a top team, like, once or twice a year at most. So there's a good exposure wise to either add another time slot or, like, I mean? That's a good point. I brought up like there's all the there's all the space, network space to air games, man. Just do it. Like it would help everybody. Like we know the money wouldn't be much more, but I don't even know what the Mountain West TV deal gets for basketball. I just know football. It's like 1.2 for everybody. Boise gets like 1.8, I think, because the extra home side deal with ESPN. I don't know what the basketball split is, but you think it's going to be more than what BYU is getting in the West Coast, right?
3: I would assume so. I mean, I mean, in football right now. We kind of project it being, you know, anywhere from as far as per home game, eight hundred thousand to one point two million per home game in with ESPN and and that's you know, again, just kind of ballpark, we don't know the specific numbers, but yeah, I can't imagine it's higher than that for basketball or even on Mm -hmm. par with that yearly. So I I have to wonder, you know, there's not much loss and I think there's a lot more to gain as far as actual competitive Games Because what I'm seeing, too, guys, from the BYU fan base is that you're seeing a lot of individuals just kind of growing apathetic. I think there's is always going to have passionate fans. But I think there's a, a segment of the BYU fan base that's just kind of grown stale with, with BYU basketball and BYU sports in general, to be honest, where I think they're just kind of like we play a bunch of teams that we we have no history with. We don't know who they are. They're just—they have—they give us no nothing to gain from playing these games. It's it's really a lose lose situation. Win and you're expected to, and lose. It's an embarrassing loss. It's kind of a, a strange dynamic. And I think BYU making this potential move, if it was to happen and, and break their way, I think it would kind of ignite some excitement again in the fan base. And and how crazy is that thought? BYU <laughs> fans excited. <laughs> about coming to the Mountain West Conference, but I think it's gotten to that point, guys. I think it's really gone to a head where the West Coast Conference, this is almost as good as it gets for BYU, and this may be a break into the top two. Maybe you can be the team that goes to Dayton. Because, uh, I mean, that's the thing, too, is that the three years they've been in the NCAA tournament as a West Coast Conference member, two of those have been in Dayton, and they've only got to the round of 64 twice, and they haven't advanced farther than that. So... It hasn't been great for BYU in regards to the NCAA tournament's concern being in the West Coast Conference. I think it's left fans just feeling like this is all it is in this landscape being in the West Coast Conference. And I think, again, it would ignite some some excitement again for this fan base to be against some familiar foes and be with a great powerhouse like Gonzaga in that league.
1: Yeah, one other thing I was going to mention is I I think – one and i'm coming from seattle from the northwest so i'm uh, familiar with the west coast basketball as well and obviously it doesn't get as much recognition as say the east coast or atlantic and that's perfectly understandable you have much larger markets over in the central and eastern time zones but i think what western united states basketball has has needed for quite some time is just a conference that can rival with the pac-12 and and for the last decade or so maybe even longer it's basically been whoever the top teams are out of the Pac-12 which usually UCLA or Arizona or maybe USC if you're turning the right direction and then you also have Gonzaga and I think if if the Mountain West were to add BYU back Gonzaga maybe New Mexico State Grand Canyon as we mentioned I think that would create a formidable conference that could certainly compete with the Pac-12 and uh, even without some of these teams in the past, Mountain West has been neck and neck with the Pac-12, and that in itself would help with TV with some of these late night potential top 25 games. It would help with recruiting, and I think it would just over, it would overall it would improve college basketball from a competition standpoint. Dude, bring back the Midnight yeah. Eastern and Big Monday game, right? Yeah.
3: Oh yeah, I would love that. Bob Carpenter, Jimmy Dykes. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, that would be some great stuff. No, I, I think you're right, Eli. I think that. Uh, you know, I think that there's a real opportunity here for the Mountain West Conference. And, and, and you know, I think Craig Thompson's going to really define, you know, his leadership. I know that's been under fire from a lot of BYU fans. BYU fans don't trust the guy to to save their life, and they think the guy is as crooked as they come. But, hey, he's been in this thing for a long time. I mean, what is it now? almost it 20 years. Mm-hmm. He's been the only commissioner the Mountain West has known. He knows the league as well as anyone. He's got a real opportunity to really, at, at a minimum, Make this an interesting league nationally, and I think that right there is like half the battle. Where you know there's some interest. I mean, the West Coast Conference right now, it's not interesting. You know, Gonzaga and St. Mary's are going to be the top two dogs. We know that Tuesday night, B- BYU is going to be at home, and the St. Mary's and Gonzaga are going to be probably playing for the automatic bid in the WCC. You know, the Mount West just doesn't have those that that team that looks like a national title contender and you could get the best of both worlds from a competitive standpoint and and the national title contender year in, year out with Gonzaga. I just think it seems like a perfect match aligning BYU and the Zags with Mountain West Conference basketball, and I think it could be really beneficial for everyone involved. And I think, again, TV would have to be a little bit more interested. I think the national talking heads would be having to take more of an interest in this league That could potentially be created this summer yeah
1: and then i think we could we could
3: finally go back
1: to and jeremy and i have joked about this so many times with the missouri valley mountain west challenge which is just a complete debacle in and out i think maybe then we could start to discuss a potential pac-12 mountain west uh conference challenge which would be awesome from a competition standpoint and and from a tv standpoint
3: yeah I, i think that's a great idea and i think there would be more value to the Pac-12 maybe taking that risk and, and doing that. I think I think obviously these coaches in the Pac-12 understand there's there's a lot of quality programs out west outside of their league but from the perception standpoint going back to that word again it just it's more times than not not worth the risk but if you do have a Gonzaga, you do have a San Diego State, you do even have a BYU when they're rolling, these teams are, are consistent, you know, 20, 25 win teams that they're not going to look bad on your resume if you do, in fact, end up losing to them. And to have a whole collection of a conference that more times than not, it's going to be a bunch of teams that are above 150 in the Ken Palm rankings. Um, I think it could be very good. I think it could be a very interesting league. It could maybe be that seventh best conference or in some years, maybe the sixth best, who knows. But I think it could be a, a very good conference that can make you know Western college basketball more interesting because, in the mountain and Pacific time zones. No one cares nationally about our region of the country when it comes to college hoops, it's all about the ACC and the big East and big 10. We just get kind of forgotten out here. And and I think this merger potentially could be something pretty, pretty special. If you got the Zags and BYU into the league.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. It's uh, one last thing I want to ask you here, wrap this up. So we know there's five, five other teams that have been talked to about. Do you have any guess who those other five teams are? That Craig Thompson has spoken with, because it's odd to just mention one.
3: Yeah, I, man, I would say I really think Grand Canyon's got to be mm-hmm. one of them. I
0: just think that there's a they're
3: trending upwards and they're they're a competitive basketball product. I think they they got to be one that that definitely reached out to Craig Thompson because we've seen. I mean, you you pointed out to me as well, Jeremy, that you know Grand Canyon is definitely keeping a pulse of the conference realignment, and I think they want to get out of the whack. I, I think that. Um, you would look at, you know, maybe a, a Long Beach State, possibly. I mean, maybe. I mean, Dan Monson, if he's still the head coach there, I mean, he's had some success. He played some really good non-conference schedules in recent memory. Um, they seem to always have a decent basketball program more times than not, but they could be one. I mean, I mean maybe you guys would have more insight to this. Maybe, like, Hawaii is an all all uh, all, all sports members? Is that even a possibility with the with Hawaii?
0: I'd probably say no because no, I just say no. The travel thing's too much of an issue. That's why they're yeah. big wise. That's a weird thing. Eli mentioned me like maybe Cal State Bakersfield. Um who else did we mention? Um, it could be some in ra- Mexico. Yeah, New Mexico State. Obviously, I think New yeah. Mexico State would be
3: a good addition. Mm-hmm. I think their basketball program and it makes a lot of sense to have them in the Lobos. I don't know how the Lobos would feel about being in the same league. As them, but I, I think that just makes a lot of sense because New Mexico State basketball has been pretty mm-hmm. good for quite some time, if memory serves me right. Yeah,
0: been pretty good past couple The only one issue is like who if they're going to join for football or not. We're not going to get into that now because that'd be another two hours. But it's like if it's basketball, only like maybe Idaho for hoops and Sarah in the Big Sky. I don't, I just don't know who they're talking to, or even if Craig Thompson's even thinking football in its immediate term. But one last question: So since Mark Few's been involved, Gonzaga has been publicly talked to about BYU looks to be a. Not to ride the coattails, but they would like to not be in the West Coast by themselves because it would take forever to build up what Gonzaga has. Where What conference will BYU and Gonzaga be in next year? That's a great question. You know what,
3: guys? I, I really think Gonzaga is going to be in the Mount West Conference. I really do. I, I just think that the feeling I get and from talking to some people around BYU, I just feel like they are not happy in the West Coast Conference from the revenue side of things. Having to evenly distribute all ten members, I really believe Gonzaga. This isn't just a ploy to get a, a better deal financially in the West Coast Conference. I think there's also a sense from Gonzaga that they want to prove their worth on a grander stage. You know, kind of like that Boise State. You know, Boise State over the years, and you guys know this as well as anyone. JC, Big West, WAC, Mountain West. They just continue to climb. Whereas Gonzaga, since '79, they've been a West Coast Conference member. You know, and, and I think there's often a belief of what could they do in another league, a better league, and I think they want to test that. And I think they want to prove their worth. They're not just going to do it on a whim, but if it benefits them financially, I think they're going to do it. And I think Gonzaga is going to be in the Mount West Conference. BYU, to me, it's it's such a uh, – I, I, if I was to guess, guys, I think they're in the West Coast Conference next year. Now, maybe you're looking at a situation where – even in the next year after, if they're in the Mount West Conference. I, I, it's hard to say, but I, I really believe that Zaga will be in the Mount West Conference next year. I don't think this is just lip service. I think this is something that will have traction. We'll be monitoring this in the spring and summer months, and I think that they're ultimately going to be joining the league, and I think they're going to be a home run addition for the Mount West Conference when, in fact, they, in my opinion, ultimately get to that league.
0: All right, what about BYU, though? What are they doing? BYU, I'm going to say they're in the West Coast Conference. I I think the
3: BYU will be in. I I think the BYU like I said, I think maybe they could be a situation where it's another year. Um, I just don't think this is going to break BYU's way. I really don't see it happening. I think that BYU uh, could be in a situation where they're in a West Coast Conference without Gonzaga. I really do believe that. and I think that BYU will be left wondering what their next route is now i mean because i think there's a sense of pride too from byu i really do believe that i think that it's not just uh um a false narrative when you know maybe mount west fans think that from byu i think that there is a sense of that i don't think byu the admins want to ultimately go to the mount west conference i just don't believe that they do I, i think that there is somewhat of a disconnect with BYU's Board of Trustees and admins from what their fans want. And I think I could see a situation where they're in the West Coast Conference still, and I think that's where they're ultimately going to be next year, and I think the Zags is going to be in the Mount West Conference. Because ultimately, the Zags don't need BYU. I think we should make that clear. I, mean, mm-hmm.
0: that, I think
3: it's, it's kind of surprising that they want, to be lumped, they want to be with BYU. I think there's some value for both sides of it, but really – from bat, call it, talking college hoops, they don't need BYU at all. They don't need them. They just don't, and they don't need St. Mary's. So I think BYU is in the West Coast Conference next year. I think, and I think Gonzaga is in the Mount West.
0: Interesting. I, I think you're right cause I'm familiar. Obviously, what they, they don't want to be bullied or pushed. Like we're doing this because we need Gonzaga because there's the. Um, well, I still think they sort. Of, I know independence was talking about for football, but once you tell off they wanted to try to try to stay close to get a best deal as possible. They didn't leave because Utah ultimately left, but I think that was kickstart today. We're finally going to do this. I don't think they want to be perceived that they need anybody else to be successful. Like if they're in the, yep. here's the thing, if they're in the West coast, they may without Gonzaga, what does that really do? Two more wins a year? Like a couple more wins. They're probably, it's them in St. Mary's. It's still, it's going to be one bid league nearly every year. They could be the yep. bigger fish in that league without Gonzaga, them and St. Mary's. They'll be battling out for probably the one bid. I can see your point where say the mountain West, Gonzaga, and then they go like your option, like a fourteen team league or something, where they want to get a couple more teams in there. Like if you're in the WAC or some smaller conference, you should be able to break your contract fairly easily, make some deal to get out to get in. Like that's our surprise would be next year because we saw with the Big East, ACC, all that type of stuff to the twenty seven month ridiculous waiting period or something like that. The Big Twelve for West Virginia to get in and all that stuff. That's the only reason I could say BYU is like, well, we're gonna wait because these other teams are being considered or just something where. Let's just say they want Green Canyon, but the whack is gonna. They have some hundred million dollar penalty or something ridiculous. They yeah. can't. They can't get out of and in West and GCU or something or whoever. Well, we have to wait eighteen months. I could see BYU saying, like you said, waiting and then follow somebody else later, where they're perceived as well. We're gonna wait to go because we don't have to to assess the landscape. We'll see how the, if the West Coast is the right fit for us. Blah blah blah. But really, they're really gonna join, but they just don't want to go because Gonzaga goes. I can see that scenario playing out as well. And that could make sense to kind of save face and not seem to needing any other program.
3: Well, and it also could be a a situation with, and I I say West Coast Conference for BYU next year too, because ultimately I still think, and I don't think this is the right approach, but I still think that they are going to focus on what will suit the best interest of BYU football. Mm And I think that they will feel that there will be some caveat to having to join the Mount West in football, and they want to maybe leave it as an open option down the road and not make it an awkward situation kind of like UMass back in the day with the Mac, if you remember that. Yeah. they wanted all sports in, and then they ultimately went to independence and and the A10 everywhere else. I think DYH maybe wants to maintain options and it would be a football driven move. Do I agree with that? I don't think that would be the wisest decision. But again, I just think that they will maintain their current relationships with the West Coast Conference, keep the options at bay potentially with the Mount West. But I think the Zag is going to be in the Mount West. Mm-hmm. This, this belief with the West Coast Conference that they're just going to maintain the Zags, I don't buy that. And I also, I don't know if you guys caught this on ESPN 960. We spoke with the interim commissioner, Connie Hurlbutt, and they they don't have a permanent commissioner until July
0: Uh-oh, that's so guys subtle. i mean we're looking, at,
3: <laughs> yeah, we're looking at a situation where you know they lack the leadership in that room like who's the voice of the west coast conference right now because i'll admit i mean when we interviewed her um very uh it it didn't wasn't inspiring to say the least guys and i mean she was saying that Gonzaga and BYU are equal to Pepperdine and Santa Clara, and I'm thinking... Come on, you can't that. That's ultimately why they're going to want to leave, and, and the Zags, that is. So yeah. it's a delicate situation, but if I'm a betting man, I would I would guess that the Zags are going to do it because I think they really feel that they want to continue to prove their worth and move up the pecking ladder uh, in the college basketball world.
0: Dang, well, I forgot. Yeah, we I think we put on our Facebook or mentioned. I forgot his interim, but man, you can't say that. It's like equal. It's like we know they drive the bus. Come on, let them. If they leave, they're like I said. If they leave, even like you said early on, BYU St. Mary's, they're basically the whack. Like they're probably barely better than the whack, but not by much, and that's to deserve. That's you got. This is basically a make or breaker job. If she can keep Gonzaga or even keep BYU. Well, who knows? But this will we'll know by um, when if there's an announcement of realignment. She's going to keep her job because if they lose the team, she's probably gone. Unfortunately, maybe oh, yeah. maybe they'll be taking applications. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll apply for that job. What do you got?
3: <laughs> With the West Coast Conference, too, guys. It's like again showing the power of Gonzaga. I mean, as of we're recording this on a Sunday, this podcast as of that Saturday night game, St. Mary's and Pepperdine. Can you imagine? had St. Mary's lost that game, they probably, guys, would probably be sweating it out on the bubble. They might have missed the tournament. I mean, and that just shows you where the West Coast Conference stands in college basketball and how Gonzaga is just far and away better than anything that's in that conference. Even better than St. Mary's. St. Mary's is very niche-based and they're good and and they've really created a, a great program out of really nothing but still. The Zags are far away better than anything as far as basketball is concerned in that conference, and they shouldn't be held back by anyone, including BYU, including St. Mary's.
0: All right, Mitch. I think we've done service to everybody for all this talk. We've, this might be a two-parter for everybody here. We'll see it happens because it's a lot of you and Will <laughs> and everything. So we'll maybe do that. But follow Mitch, Mitch underscore Harper literally anything on BYU from Rivals, sure. um, CougarsWire dot com, which is part of what we do with USA Today. ESPN 960, co-host there time to time, runs their show. If there's a guest on there, he's probably booked it because I know how that works with those guys and what he does. So co- radio, whatever you want, recruiting, do you, maybe a baseball tweet here and there or something goes crazy with um the yeah. uh, with Mike Littlewood. He's a, he's a character out there. But uh, just follow Mitch for anything BYU, and he'll be on this as well because it's a big move. If they go from West Coast, anything for basketball, Big move. We'll see what happens, but again, check them out. Cougarsportswire. dot com. Just Mitch underscore Harper. You need uh, Mitch. What you need, not to tell you how to do your stuff, but you probably need your own personal website. Just put every article there that links out to your five locations you write and talk yeah. about. <laughs> I've honestly thought that.
3: I've honestly thought that I need to do that. So right. any webmasters out there, help me out and create a website, and uh, I'll, I'll be listening and uh, and I'll pay you. so there you go
0: mitch harper mitch harper wire (laughs) there we go (laughs) there we go i like it excellent thank you mitch we'll see you around man thanks
3: mitch thanks guys appreciate you having me on
0: thank If you're still with us, thank you very much. Right, Eli? Dang, I
1: barely that's, made it. That's right. I barely that's, made it. Through. That's how expansion realignment goes, though. You start talking about one thing and it leads to another, and then uh, you're you're talking about BYU and Gonzaga teams that aren't even in your conference for a full two hours or so. Well,
0: we barely talk football. Yeah, <laughs> me and Matt did that a little bit last week. But first off, thanks for Will Moppa for joining us again. He's over at midmajormadness.com. Will's WCC blog on Twitter, Mitch underscore Harper. Who we joke do, does everything BYU literally does have rivals um, with us at USA Today Cougar Sports Wire um, radio show he produced and hosts occasionally in uh, Salt Lake Market ESPN 960. But yeah, we wanted two experts who follow their teams uh, much closer than we do. I even though I know BYU, Mitch do it forever, and I joked Mitch writing with me over at SB Nation, Very true, he did during realignment talking, like, dude, we need some positive spin. People are hating us or hating <laughs> nobody's listening or reading our stuff because. They think we're trash on BYU. So, he he actually, I've known Mitch for a long time. So, great guy. Good stuff. Staying with Will. It's, there's so much stuff there. We could literally talk for more because there's the TV stuff with BYU TV. There's how good the league will be. We'd even speculate overly too much about if it's New Mexico State, is it Grand Canyon, Idaho, are they going to come in? There's so many options. But I am intrigued by Mitch's answer. Again, he thinks Gonzaga only because BYU doesn't want to be bullied. I thought that was a uh, accurate yeah, but also interesting. interesting answer. So, what do you think? What's our thought? We haven't given our official thought on this, I guess. I well, I mean, to begin with, I mentioned that
1: what Craig Thompson said was I would say a bit of a step in the right direction because he's shut down these rumors of of realignment expansion for so many years, and now the fact that he's actually mentioning mentioning that he's exploring these options has to be a a pretty bright sign if you're a Mountain West fan or follower. And what Mitch reiterated, he explained just countless reasons why I think BYU or Gonzaga would be nice fits for the Mountain West. And so I, I'm starting to come to the realization that I think that maybe it is a bit more realistic than I thought it was uh, maybe a week ago.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking – so what do you think is going happen? Is it Gonzaga – like what's – let's just – we don't need to rehash. You heard all of our basic thoughts where I have articles that are going to go up all this week because there's so much to do I didn't even touch. Like I have like four articles ready to go Like, like Mitch said, they had Dave Rose on their show. I've seen stuff from the WC or the um, yeah they also had the interim AD. I've heard Dave Rose's comments through after practice BYU head coach. I've heard uh, Gonzaga AD what they're saying. So I have like all these articles to go up which will be relevant even going forward. But there's so much. I would say I like Mitch's answer of BOE waiting they don't want to be bullied, which is true. They don't want to be perceived as needing Gonzaga, but that Ziegler article pretty much out of them as needing Gonzaga because honestly I that's the reason they would say it'd be prideful. Because they'd want to stay, and they don't want to – again, he liked the religious aspect because, obviously, BYU's religious school. Every other school – I believe every school in the West Coast is. I'm not sure Pepperdine, but Gonzaga, St. Mary's, like, Port, they're all religious schools for the most part. So, if they stay, like, like I said, what's that, two more wins per year maybe? Like, they lost seven conference games this year. BYU did. Like, they're losing to some bad teams in the West Coast Conference, despite them still having 20-plus wins. So, then staying – I if Gonzaga goes, if if Gonzaga goes, they Mountain West should not be dumb and bring in BYU because, like I said, down the road we know football brings the money. There could be a point where they're already in the conference convenience wise. Do it, or there could be a scheduling agreement where they're playing four Mountain West teams every year, and they complain about late November football schedules where maybe they can get like this past year they played Hawaii late in the air football. That could be a positive instead of them playing like independent teams or. New Mexico State or FCS teams in November. There's a benefit for them to come over on the football site, even if they don't join. But Craig Thompson should not burn the bridge and say, no, you're not coming. But also, 13 teams is awkward. Obviously, the easiest scenario, bring a tag and be done with it, 12 teams are good. Second, they're not kicking out San Jose State, so people who want that, that's not happening. Because this year was weird, like I mentioned, they lose their coach, they lose their best player. They were really actually pretty good last year. Could have been top four this year, maybe if things stayed with Brandon Clark and everybody sticking around, maybe. Or at least being a disruptor at some point like they were last year when they weren't even that good. But I think two options are gonna happen. They're gonna, I think I think is. I'm gonna say it's a shoe in Gonzaga next year. I'm gonna a go that, I'm gonna go be bold and blindly trust Craig Thompson like I know I should not. Oh,
1: man, I know how this movie
0: ends. Am I, am I fired if this doesn't happen? <laughs> but, but, like, if, if Mark Few's inv- involved, I think the reason being done. Okay, here's – like, I think it's going to happen. I I agree with Mitch. Gonzaga's next year. That would be the simplest reason. No football entanglement. You're still at 12-12. and 12. You're good to go. That's probably the easiest scenario. Next scenario would be BYU-Gonzaga-Grand Canyon over to Mexico State. Because I don't think Lobos want them in the league because it's a mess, despite them playing twice a year in basketball, every year in football, probably forever. They probably just don't want that. They want it to be seen as a bigger program. So I think that that's still very little football entanglement, 14 teams, better than 13. That'd be simple. I think the reason the story came out, Gonzaga might be having some sort of cold feet or some sort. Because what's the point of saying, calling out publicly? you got to respond in some way or another. And so... Here's what it does for Craig Thompson. Yeah, we want to Gonzaga. We're talking next year. They turned us down, which, not that that not that looks great, but it shows Craig Thompson doing something. Because Wichita State thing was a disaster. That should never have come to what happened. So I think that's why they called out Gonzaga because maybe the Zags are having cold feet or second thoughts, or the Mountain West wants a decision sooner than later. So I think that's happening. But I I I think Gonzaga's going to be in the league next year.
1: I I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I guess going back to your points on BYU. If Gonzaga were to leave to the Mountain West, I think there is probably a bit more attractiveness to staying in the WCC as maybe we're giving BRU credit for. Because if Gonzaga were to leave, that immediately opens the door in the WCC. And and right now you have Gonzaga on a tier of their own. No one else is even close. As St. Mary's and BYU are the next tier. And then you have a bunch of
0: Nobody's. mediocre
1: teams that, that will shuffle year in and year out. So... If Gonzaga were to leave, BYU immediately the first or second team um, in competition for the automatic bid that would send BYU to the WCC tournament. So there, although you do lose out on two potential quality victories in conference play, your chances of landing the automatic bid to send uh, your team to the NCAA tournament I think increases dramatically, and ultimately that's what you need is those tournament bids, and BYU isn't always capable of that because they just... I mean, they they've they stumbled. Gonzaga. They've beat Gonzaga, but to do that consistently, to consistently win the or, or grab the automatic bid in the WCC is not attainable as long as Gonzaga's in the conference. So, if Gonzaga were to leave, I think BYU, if they're even mildly content in the WCC, there there might be a bit more of a, an incentive to stick uh, with the West Coast Conference than I think most would imagine.
0: Yeah, and they lose to like San Diego or Pepperdine for random
1: reasons. It happens. I mean, it happens with teams in the Mountain West or or anywhere else. But I mean,
0: like they should be better than those teams that are sub two fifty Ken Palm. That's the problem. And well, I think we've pretty much summed up our thoughts. But do what? Actually, no. What is your? What's next year going to look like? I need your answer, Eli, on the record. (laughs) On the record, I think. Well, like, yeah, what's going to happen?
1: I think it. I think it stays as it is. I don't think Gonzaga makes the crossover quite yet. Do you think
0: um, – okay, do you, oh, let me put a two-part question yeah. because that's not yeah. a full answer. It is, but is isn't. So Not uh, next year, is there a waiting period like, oh, Gonzaga is going to come in two years down the road? Like they can't come to a deal for next year because, like I said, buyouts, conference waiting period. Are they – in five years, is Gonzaga going to be in the Mountain West Conference? Uh, well,
1: Five years, I think. Okay, no, no. Possible. Three. Yeah. Let me give I, you
0: three. Let me give you three Okay, give you three okay you're, because, you're really going to nail me down. Well, yeah. that'd be, the reason I'm asking because <laughs> – no, 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 no. Like I know it's stupid to, to do this, but okay, not next year. Do you mm-hmm. think it's – okay, let me rephrase this because I don't want to just paint in the corner and make you say yes or no no matter what. Is it – why would they not be – like? is it because either waiting period or they just find where they're at? Like what would be the reason they would stay for next year?
1: I Well, maybe neither, maybe both. I, I just think that <laughs> – I think Gonzaga probably needs to think this through because they have such a good thing going as, as Will mention yeah. in the WCC right now. And when things are going well, I mean Gonzaga is just a few months removed from a national title appearance. And although a move to the MWC is lateral at worst I, you, I've always been someone that's a proponent proponent of, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And right now, Gonzaga sure isn't broken. They're doing just fine. So it might be attractive to Gonzaga to move them to the mountain West, but to go from, and I know that it's been rumored so many times, but to go from basically nothing in terms of Gonzaga realigning to making the switch in just a short span, I don't know if that is completely realistic, but if you were to ask me who's in the mountain West in 2021, maybe I think, uh, Gonzaga is, is surely in that conference. I think maybe New Mexico state, possibly grand Canyon, um, uh, and maybe even BYU. So, I don't think this thing happens overnight because there are so many different factors in terms of TV and and conference affiliations and all different sorts of things. But I think that there's a very realistic opportunity that Gonzaga and in, in sometime in the short future is in the Mountain West.
0: Yeah, it's a, uh, it's uh, we could, again we could say six months and something could change. So for me saying five years down the road pretty unfair because it could be different
1: tomorrow. I mean, we, yeah. who really knows?
0: Do you okay? Let me the follow-up question. Will there be any realignment? Into Mount West next year, like we know, there's five other teams. Are they going to say, "Well, we'll take Grand Canyon, to New Mexico State, or just Grand Canyon"? Because I'm a big proponent of Grand Canyon because, like I so said, they're all in on basketball. They want to be great at basketball.
1: It, it, I mean, it could be a domino effect. I think the fact that the report by Mark Ziegler mentioned that Gonzaga, as well as five other teams, I think that or already generates some interest for for the for the potential of a domino effect. So maybe maybe Grand Canyon decides that they want to up and leave to the Mount West which would be a, a positive move and positive step for that program and then maybe you start to see a team like Gonzaga or BYU take notice and think that okay maybe we can form something great here because yeah yeah that's right you, like you have the Pac12 which is an excellent conference and I mean it's one of the weaker power conferences but it's still a power conference Then you have the Mountain West, which is kind of lingering between the two. I know it's labeled as a mid-major conference, but for the most part, that's able to send multiple bids to the NCAA tournament. And then you just have a bunch of one-bid leagues that consistently lose programs to uh, to conferences like the Pac-12 or Mountain West. um, When you have the WAC and Big West and Conference USA and um, all these different conferences that just don't really have a ton going for them. So if Mountain West is able to pick off some of those conferences' best teams, I think that would form a pretty legitimate conference that could compete with the Pac-12 for one of the better college basketball conferences out west.
0: All right, so I think that does it for us today, this particular podcast show. But <laughs> just stay tuned. Like I said, we're gonna post this first first week of March. We got tournament coming up this week. Stuff could change, but uh, I don't know. I, I think it's with it with Mark Few being involved. Like I think that's a big step because coaches usually aren't involved. So I would I would say probably gonna be just Gonzaga my ideal scenario would be Gonzaga BYU grade Katie because it's less must and less fuss for football side. And that's a big deal because all football is always in the, in the mix for things because it can cause a headache or be awesome. But that's my take. And that's all we got for this show. Thank, if you made it this far, definitely let us know because we appreciate you tuning in any new BYU fans. Uh, hey, stop by and read this time to time. We play BYU a lot in football and basketball. Mid major madness guys. I know Rush, you better listen to this. If Will's on here, Russell Steinberg, you better listen to the end of this podcast and let me know. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's right. Let's call it Rushy. We can do it. That's okay. We're cool. We DM each other, but uh, <laughs> just, just, no, just, oh, thanks for, if you tuned in for 20 minutes or you heard two parts, because we're going to, this might be a two parter. We'll see if you listen to any of it. Thank you very much. We're on iTunes. Stitcher blog, talk radio, MWR.com. A ton of people checked out our website today because of Eli's excellent work. So I was out of town this past weekend. So thanks for that, Eli. And every, everybody we'll see you next time, folks.